Ten years ago, a crack commando unit was sent to prison by a military court for a crime they didn't commit. These men promptly escaped from maximum security stockade to the Los Angeles underground. Today, still wanted by the government, they survive as soldiers of fortune. If you have a problem, if no one else can help, and if you can find them, maybe you can hire... another big fake radio show joining me as always is new larry kevin jank mike dell you might look innocent but you're just a slut like your mother <laughs> how dare you <laughs> just kidding your mother's the same <laughs> i just needed it was... yeah i thought you were gonna go with a different quote let's see what quote tuffy has tuffy oh yeah my personal attorney spiritual advisor tuffy uh i pulled the same quote and that was the only one i wrote down <laughs> oh wow <laughs> How about that? Double dipping on the same book. I thought you were going to go with the, at the beginning, there's a bar scene where a fellow walks up to a girl and uh, she's sitting at a table with another guy and he says, you're quantity. Yeah. I'm quality. <laughs> yeah. That would have been the backup probably. Yeah. <laughs> that was pretty good. All right. Anyway, the, the movie we're watching this evening is called Nightmare Weekend. Uh, Tuffy picked this movie and I can't wait to have one of you explain it to me. What the yeah. fuck was going on? Good luck. <laughs> yeah. What I mean, the hell? The, it's listed as a horror movie on IMDb. The poster looks like it would be a horror movie. This is not a horror movie for Shocktober. <laughs> I, I mean, I don't know what's going people on. People dying. I'm not sure how or why. But <laughs> yes, I had no idea. <laughs> I don't, we'll Weird metal later. balls. Crunchy <laughs> <laughs> orange balls. So, yeah, I mean, we'll at least we got. Later. George is definitely a Best Actor uh, nominee, I feel like. But uh, that's yeah, the only thing to come out of this. He's the Uncle Impy of this year's. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we'll talk about George later. Also, uh, that's about it. That's really all we have for the show. Although, Jank said he's going to rank the Halloween movies. That's yeah. what he told us right before the show. So stay tuned for that, you know. <laughs> hey, I, I think uh, next week our buddy Miles Watson will be here. All right. Because Miles Watson has been doing this thing all of October. He watches one horror movie every day. That seems like quite sounds a like a lot. Yeah, that's a lot. That's, that's a big it. commitment. So we're going to have him on to talk about because it will be Halloween, right? Like, I don't know what today is. It'll be around the twenty eighth, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's a week from Sunday. So uh, for Monday is Halloween. So next week will be our big Halloween extravaganza. We'll have Miles on to talk about all the horror movies that he watched. And also, we'll let him pick the movie. So uh, I'm sure he'll pick as a winner. He he did uh, – one of the leading contenders right now is something called The Burning. Oh, yeah. I just watched oh. that for the first time like a year I, and a half ago. <laughs> yeah, it stars uh, Jason Alexander with hair. Like he's in there, right? Yeah, yeah that's, there that's is. Oh. Yeah. So uh, that's a leading contender at the moment. But he, I'll, I'll check in with him early next week to see uh, what we're doing. But uh, so that's the plan for next week. But this week on this show, nothing. 
<laughs> there's a there is a feud going on right now, Mike Dell. So there's that. Yeah, we could wrap this up <laughs> quick so I can go feud in the WWE champions. Yeah. Uh, before we before we get into anything else, uh, let's check in with uh, Kevin Jank here. Uh, how's how are the legs in the left ass cheek? Is everything all right? <laughs> uh, yeah, not not really. No. <laughs> what? <laughs> I would say it hasn't really gotten him much better. Uh, today was the first day I felt like I like the numbness had gone away a slight bit, um, but that's about it. Have you gone back to any doctors or anything since last week? Oh yeah, I've been traveling, you know, place to place looking for anyone who could help me. I'm pretty much like Doctor Strange. I'm about to climb a mountain <laughs> looking for an ancient Asian man. What the hell's <laughs> going on over there? <laughs> And uh, so far, no luck. I did get MRIs done the other day. Uh, that doctor then wants you to come in at some point so he can go over it with you. He can't just tell you over the phone for Yeah, because he has to bill you another $150. Yeah. yeah. That's good. So I got to go next week. But my GP actually looked at him, and he told me over the phone that they look pretty good. Like they look like normal 39-year-old knees, so not the knees. <laughs> Maybe uh, does anyone in your family have uh, – well, well, he said I guess they could tell if there's like arthritis, right, like rheumatoid yeah. arthritis or something. All right. Yeah. Uh, I still say a sciatica. That's my diagnosis, the sciatica. That's what I'm thinking as well, but I'm trying to get in to see my GP, and I can't get in until like November 1st or something, so. Good Lord. Yeah. That's yeah. not working out. Um, I did – Actually, end up going to get a massage for the first time. In my hey, life. there you go, Michigan <laughs> Frank. One of those massages. Did you bring oranges? Did you bring a bag of oranges? Not bring any citrus with me. Uh, just, right. just cash. <laughs> You're doing it wrong. All right. So, <laughs> so how did that go? Uh it was interesting. <laughs> was it? Was it a lady doing the massage? Yes. All right. Yeah. 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 Uh, it, that's still, I've never had anyone give me a massage, you know, that's weird. Me I don't neither. want, yeah, it's unusual. <laughs> I don't want a stranger touching me, you know? No. Uh, yes. So. <laughs> it's a podcast of shut-ins. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> three Boo Radleys get together and have a podcast. It's a literature reference for you kids scoring at home. But, uh, so how did the massage go? Uh, it went okay. I mean, I did, like I said, it does feel slightly better today, so I don't know if it's from that or, I don't know, I started taking this uh, nerve stuff. <laughs> Nerves. Nerve stuff. Nerve Is this like FD? <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, your brain will nerve swell. Nerve health. Ken Griffey Jr., you get a big brain. So uh, is this FDA approved or something you bought out of the back of a van? Uh, what, what <laughs> no, no, it's FDA approved. Uh, yeah, my doctor also gave me something else the other day, but that wasn't seem to be doing anything. Huh? Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Now, during this massage, did she uh, work your left butt cheek? Because that seemed to be a problem. <laughs> did she really go in there? Or? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Look at that. Give it a good kneading. Yeah. <laughs> 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 something. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Will you go back for another massage? Uh, I don't know. Probably not. Yeah. <laughs> Unless yeah. this gets significantly worse or something. Did you bring your own towel like Deshaun Watson does? <laughs> <laughs> no, I've not studied it. His uh, his 
his you know bedside right. there <laughs> to right. learn all his methods. Right. Well, I hope you feel better soon, Jank. You know, I hope uh, things clear up for you there. Yeah, yeah me uh, too. Open. So, uh, well, this will make uh, you feel even worse doing this show here tonight. So okay. that's always good. <laughs> um, but here you got uh, big news, though. Well, yeah. Before we get into that big news, uh, I had a little pain in the ass today as well because uh, my my landline telephones aren't working. So I had to call Comcast about this because, you know, you got the old digital package there with everything. And, uh, like, it, tell me what uh, – Tuffy, you're a man of the world. You probably can diagnose this problem. Um, the the uh, modem works. Everything's fine with the modem. I reset the modem, everything like that. But uh, the the phones, you pick up the phone – and you, you hit the button to talk. There's no dial tone. All right. But if I dial my cell phone, it goes through. And like my cell, my cell phone rings. But when I pick, you know, you, you can't hear any audio, though, if I try to speak yeah. into the one. And it, it also goes the other way. If I call from my cell phone to the house, it rings and it picks up and goes through or goes to the answering machine. But it won't. You can't get any voice through it. No audio. Um. What do you think it is? You think the, the the bees or wasps have anything to do with it? <laughs> Perhaps it's fucking bees. Hey, the bees are gone. They they're they're solid gone. Um, they never dug out. I filled them back up with that dust the second time. They never dug their way out. That stayed. Huh. Yeah. Nice. I guess the second uh, what uh, application uh, did the trick. Second <laughs> like gas chamber. So I was on like uh, online with Comcast people talking to them uh two separate times the first time i'm on there talking to them they say hey we're gonna uh, i already told them i reset the modem and it did nothing but they're like hey we're gonna reset the modem and uh, it could take like five minutes and then we'll get back to it. and this is an online chat deal you know so i'm like all right so i'm waiting i'm waiting i'm waiting 30 minutes they never come back so i just uh, hung up and then um yeah. I, I so i i took a little break you know caught my breath and then i i tried it again with the online people got a different online person they went, put me through a different thing of a uh, battery of diagnostics and everything. And they seem really nice. They seem to know what they're up. They're up on their toes there. They knew what they were doing. And then, uh, they disappear as well eventually. <laughs> no, no warning. <laughs> they just don't come back. So I'm like, oh, but then I come back because I was in the other room where the modem is. And, uh, cause you know, when they're doing all that shit. So then I come back into my bedroom though. And, uh, my cell phone's beeping like crazy. And Comcast has been trying to call me on my cell phone. Like, couldn't they have told me that in the online chat? Like, hey, we're going to call you on the cell phone. So uh, I, I call Comcast back, and I'm like, and they're like, or they called me back again. And they're like, hey, uh, uh, what can we do to help you? And I was like, well, you just hung up on me twice when I'm online, you know. My phone won't work. So then I'm on, on the phone with that guy for like an hour. And, and then they want to send a technician to the house. I'm like, fuck, I don't want a technician coming to my house. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. I was like, uh, well, I think it might be maybe our, the phones died because they're cordless phones. And I'm like, well, maybe it's just a phone. It's a phone issue because they're like uh, a couple years old, you know, maybe like. Uh, but uh, so I'm like, you forget about the technician. I'll I'll monkey with some stuff more and I'll call you back if I can't figure it out. And while I was online, they gave me a promotional discount, though. Uh, saved me 20 bucks a month. How about that? That's good, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> they locked me into another two-year deal. <laughs> but anyway. Uh, uh, Save money on something that no one uses anymore. Yeah, <laughs> Landline. That is true. 
So, but you just don't want to tell everyone like, all your your phone numbers have changed, like with doctors and you know all the. Oh sure. You know what I mean? That's a pain in the ass. So uh, I go back into the phones though, and I'm looking at the phones, and I don't. The more research, I, I don't think it's the phones. I don't think the I think the phones are fine. But and then I said, well, maybe like the wires are, are screwy. So I tried different. I had some old phone cables downstairs, so I tried those. That didn't do anything. Um, so I don't know. I'm gonna have to call a fucking technician. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that'll be fun. Ugh. Well, usually the worst part is they don't show up in the window that you're expecting, yeah. but that's not a problem for you because yes. you're going to be there. I'm all always, I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm all, well, unless I'm shooting hockey, but uh, I should be here. But I just don't want to talk to anybody. You know, <laughs> That's not nice. Well, hopefully so, it's all an outside problem and they can just, you know, not bother you about yeah, it. Yeah, because – but because they do, they do all the tests on my uh, signal and everything, and uh, the signal to the modem is strong. It's fine. So that would seem to indicate it's an indoor problem, right? If it was an outdoor wire, then it wouldn't be coming in. Yeah. So uh, yeah. and the internet's fine, and uh, the TV's fine. It's just a phone. Hmm. So I don't understand it. If anybody listening works for Comcast and can explain this to me, please reach out. Yeah, that'd be nice. But. Uh, <laughs> We have a lot of listeners. Yeah. <laughs> In every trade imaginable. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I don't know. Uh, but I take it you guys have never experienced something similar with the phone. Because I would understand if there's no dial tone and the phone can't call out or call. But it's weird that you can call out still and call in. But I feel like I've had that before where, like, the modem goes out. And I had to call Comcast, and they tell you to do all the things that I'd already done. Like, well, try unplugging yeah. it and wait yeah. three yeah. minutes, and plug it back yeah. in. And it's like, yeah, I did that. It, uh, <laughs> that's not the problem. Are, are you? Is the volume on your phone up? Yeah, I'm not. A, I'm not a moron. Yes, the volume. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, so I, yeah. Uh, so yeah, maybe we'll have phones next week. I don't know. Uh, but oh yeah, so that's what I was doing all day today. Because uh, you know, I would have prepared for the show. Of course. But I, I was doing that, and then I had to watch oh Nightmare God. Weekend as well. And that was uh, quite the endeavor. Yeah. Um, so, but yeah, we do have some big news here in the uh, fake radio world. It's not not to do with Larry or Brandon. Uh, apparently, Flea Market Fantasy's dead. Yeah. What? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so last night, October? Yeah, so last night we're doing the show with Mike L. And, you know, we always talk before the show. He doesn't say anything to me. Then uh, towards the end of the show... Uh, right when we're signing off, I say, hey, Mike L., do you think we'll make another Shocktober? Because he said, hey, this puts an end to another Shocktober. Think we'll make another Shocktober next year? Yeah? And he's like, ah, we'll see. And then he hangs up. And then he, he gets off the phone, you know, we're wrapping up. And he says, hey, uh, I got an announcement to make. December 30th will be my last day of uh, Flea Market Fantasy. I'm like, well, wait, what? <laughs> what the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> yeah. Like, when Why? are you going to tell me this? And, like, uh, so you, at no point when we were talking earlier – and this this was only like a decision he just made. He had a date picked out two months in advance, and all this other like, what the fuck? Like, why didn't you just talk to me about this or mention this to me? You yeah. know, you do a radio show with another person for three years. You think you would say, "Hey, I'm kind of running out of steam here. How much longer do you want to do this?" Or yeah, there was nothing, nothing, no indication ever of that. And well, at, uh, least, uh, at least Mike L told you in advance. Unlike Larry, he just said, <laughs> "Yeah, I'm not doing the show this week, and I'm done." Well, Larry, in fairness to Larry, he did send me a message, and he says, I think I need to take a break, you know, and Tuffy and Jank are there. Like, he had you yeah. guys installed, you know, so, like, you know, we can keep going if he's not here. 
but Mike L and he and he's like, well, you can do it. You're, you can keep doing it. I'm like, oh, what I'm going to do it by myself? Like, what the, <laughs> what the fuck, Mike L? So uh, I was pretty pissed. Like, you can't talk to me about. I thought we were friends, Mike L. You can't just talk to me. Like, hey, uh, I, Why but you he, mention that when you're on the Skype, even like after the thing before you hang up or something. Why oh no, no, like, he did. He did mention it before oh, we hung up. Oh, you said yeah. Message. Oh, he messed. Yeah, we no, we were wrapping up there to, to oh. hang up though, you know. And he just he just drops that on me like like he just decided like oh well that's going to be the last day that oh shouldn't I have a part yeah. in this conversation? Shouldn't you at least talk to me about it or mention it to me? You know, seeing how you know I was the one who kind of started this whole thing. But hey, don't worry about it. Uh, so um, he he's like oh I'm sorry. I was like we kind of like a blindsided me there, Michael. I had no indication this was coming, and uh, you know that's a decision that affects me. You know, <laughs> not just you. Yeah. It affects both of us. Yeah. <laughs> so we should talk about it. And he's like, well, we are talking about it. I'm like, no, you're telling me the show <laughs> is ending December 30th. <laughs> That's what you're telling me. We're not talking about it. <laughs> so I'm like, I was pretty pissed. Uh, so I'm like, all right, Michael. Uh, I was like, well, why don't you just, why wait till December 30th? And he's like, well, uh, he's ending Spider-Cast December 30th. And he thought it would be nice to end. I'm guessing he talked to them, the kids at the Spider Cast, that he's ending the Spider Cast. <laughs> but he, I, apparently, I'm not worth consideration. Uh, so uh, he goes, I just want more time to, you know, to uh, work on my movie. And I'm like, wait, so you want more time to work on your movie two months from now? <laughs> like what? The yeah. Fuck? <laughs> that makes no fucking sense. And again, he's been working on this movie for like 30 years. I, you know, yeah. I don't know if that extra hour a week is really going to push you over the top. <laughs> but hey, whatever. I get it. You know, and yeah. he's like, I'm just tired of reading uh, Bronze Age books. And I'm like, I'm like, all right, that's fine. But you know, couldn't we have talked about this before you just say the show's ending? Um, so uh, yeah, I wasn't happy about negotiations that. Negotiations went south. <laughs> yeah, I was not happy. And uh, so I just, I just had to, I just hung up. And I'm like, all right, all right, my go later. And he, like, he still wanted to do two months. And I'm like, no, if you're gonna quit, just quit. Like, we don't have to do two more months of this shit. You know what I mean? Because uh, he he's just going to make me read shitty Christmas books in December, you know, <laughs> this fucking Christmas with the superhero nonsense. So, no, well, you got to do like, a you know, a, a, uh, the third annual award show or whatever that will be less <laughs> so, than a year. But <laughs> <laughs> so like, fuck that. So uh, if you're going to quit, just quit now. I come from a team sports uh, background, you know. You don't do this to your teammate. You know, you're in this together. You don't just say, uh, Mike Dale, of course, has never played competitive sports or done anything like that, so he doesn't understand these things, but come on. You don't just treat a teammate like this. And then if you, if you, if you decided you're retiring, you're already retired. You know, it's done. So just wrap it up and call it quits. So I'm like, well, let's just make this our last episode then. Um, so I guess that will be up on Tuesday. And then now here's the thing though. I, Jank, would you want to keep it rolling? Like, we could just rotate in. If you don't want to do it every week, we could rotate in you, Miles, Bob, Cousin Brandon, Tuffy, of course, because Tuffy loves that show. He loves <laughs> like it. Yeah. So we could or just keep – I mean, but would you be willing to keep doing it? You know? Sure. Absolutely. Would you want to be the regular, like the uh, new Mike L? You could be the new Larry and the new Mike L. <laughs> <laughs> That's a lot of hats, but sure. Yeah. Why not? Uh, I mean, it's. I, Does that make me the new Kevin Jank in this scenario? <laughs> I guess. Uh, this is getting to be one of them. Uh, what, what's that show you like? The rehearsals is one of them deals where everyone's playing uh -huh. different people. Yeah. Um, what is that guy's name again? Nathan Fielder. Nathan Fielder. <laughs> Fielder. Fielder. <laughs> one of these weeks. Yeah. Get so old. You got to watch that show, Mike, though. Yeah. Uh, so. 
all right, well, as long as you're willing to keep it going, Jank, me and you can just do it, you know? Because uh, I, I like doing the show, you know? It's a fun show to do. I yeah, enjoy talking. I like listening to it, so, yeah, I'm down. Yeah. I figure Miles will keep coming on, and uh, Bob Myers will be, probably will be willing to keep coming on. I'll check with them here uh, this weekend or something. And I, I know Cousin Brandon, when he's sober, he'll show up every once in a while. <laughs> so are you icing Mike L. out now? I, I don't know. Well, here's the thing. Today, he I, I messaged him today, and I'm sa- I just said, hey, well, just because we were still pl- – I guess he was still planning to do a show next week, you know. And I, and uh-huh. I, I, I messaged him today and said, no, just forget it. Just uh, don't worry about it. This will be the last show. Maybe I'll, I'll check with uh, other folks, see if they want to keep it rolling or not. But, you know, I thanked him for all the hard work he did, and I said, you know, I appreciate it and everything. And then he wrote back, and he apologized that he, uh, he didn't give me more warning. And so, all right, we're fine. As long as he apologized, he under because I don't think he even understood why I would be upset. Oh. Like he was just, it's like, oh, all right. I mean, I just felt like, you know, <laughs> I was a complete stranger to him. Like Mike L, aren't we friends? Talk every week, like I know, aren't we? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like you just have an announcement that the show's wait. Aren't we friends? Like you can't talk to me about this. So I he guess probably thought you'd be relieved that you'd be let free at some point in the near I, future, like. I guess, but I mean, it's just, it was just so weird. It just made me feel like I was, you know, not worth considering at all. It's like, oh, okay. Yeah. You talk, you talk to your spider cast kids, but you're not talking to me about, oh, all right. Well, just fuck that guy. Oh, okay. I thought we <laughs> were friends. Spider cast probably had like a, a built in debt, you know, end date because it was only reviewing 80s Spider Man comics. And I think they're probably at 89. So, oh, all right. But, uh, so yeah, so I don't know, but. Yeah, so flea market fantasy. If Jank's willing to do it, we'll keep it rolling. Um, sure. I, I had picked a Squadron Supreme issue, issue one, at the end of, before I knew we were, you know, done because <laughs> I thought we were still. So, <laughs> so if, do you want to read Squadron Supreme issue one for next week, Jank? Yeah, why All not? Right. All right, we'll do that. Well, I appreciate you stepping in, man, uh, Jank. It's going to be. Uh, Every time someone uh, drops out of my life, you're just going to be the new version of that person. <laughs> so, I'm glad that we came up to this arrangement. Jenka, I hope Mike Dell's mom is in good health right now. <laughs> I yeah, I, I just took her to the doctor uh, twice in the last two weeks. Uh, one for blood work, and everything checked out fine. And then I had to take her to the eye doctor the other day, and everything checked out fine. So, yeah, hopefully, fingers crossed. Cause, uh, yeah. yeah. Otherwise, we're going to have the new Mike Dell's mom moving in. <laughs> <laughs> that might be a little weird. <laughs> but... So I don't know what the fuck is going on. Uh, but uh, so, all right. Well, thanks to Jack. We'll keep it rolling then. So God bless Jack. Uh, <laughs> oh, man. That's that's the end of an era. <laughs> I know. It's just not a, like it's like it didn't even matter to him. Like, oh, yeah, whatever. Oh, wait, what? All right. I guess. Um, so uh, but to get to Tuffy's question uh, about uh, I was I was prepared to just cut off my kill entirely. <laughs> don't cross mike bell but he, that's the lesson here but he apologized yeah. so everything's square you know it's all right you know people fuck up <laughs> you know no big deal <laughs> you just had to drop the gloves a little bit fight it <laughs> out <laughs> what the fuck no you're good all right so uh anyway um all right so i don't know we'll talk about it off air jank or whatever you uh, well i guess we could talk it here we have nothing else to talk about uh, do you, you want to do you want to keep recording it thursdays or should we change the day or what day works best for you uh thursday should be fine um 
like I said, I, I may have some upcoming doctor's appointments or something, but All right. <laughs> you know, All right. I'd say well, we'll for just, most part Thursdays or would would work. <laughs> we'll just plan it for Thursdays because it's it's yeah. kind of like my uh, weekend because uh, I always did the the I work until the the podcast there, and then usually after the flea market fantasy, I work on this show. Wink, wink. And then <laughs> I take Friday. <laughs> and then after the show Friday, I go back to working. So it's kind of like my weekend in one day there. But uh, I don't uh, – maybe – yeah, maybe we'll keep it Thursday, Friday. Yeah, I don't know. That's yeah. the plan. Yeah, I thought about uh, messaging you guys, see if you want to do the show tomorrow so I won't be at my parents' house because this oh. feels weird still. Oh. <laughs> but uh, I never got around to it, so – <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's the that's the same thing with me. I always feel like I'll book a guest or something or do something for the show, and I never get around to it either. It's because uh, I was going to do a, like, a conspiracy yeah. list for this week because there are some conspiracy topics to talk about. But I was like, uh, I don't yeah. know, I didn't have time to do it. <laughs> yeah, because I know All those conspiracies will still be happening next week. <laughs> yes. Yeah, there's <laughs> not any day or time that I expect either of you actually have anything to do, kind of like myself. Yeah, uh, well, once the, the weather's getting nice again, so uh, I think that the next week I'll be shooting hockey in the afternoons. But it, normally, you know, I'm I'm here. All the time, so. Yeah, I'll have to get my car inspected next Friday. Uh oh, yeah, next Friday. Big tease for next week's episode. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> hopefully it passes. Thanks, fingers crossed. Me. <laughs> yeah. What did we put on? About 13 miles since the last time? Uh, again, 7,200 miles in six years. Wow. Yeah. I'm starting to think about buying a new car because I got like 100,000 miles on mine. Yeah. I wanna... <laughs> mine should uh, take me right into the grave. I'm just taking this one right to the grave. <laughs> so, yeah, just right. The last one. Hey, I think, uh, what That's is what today? I thought when I bought my car, but like the, uh, the air conditioning leaks inside the car now. Yeah, you're, you're telling us that. Yeah, there's a hose. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, I still haven't done anything about that, so. Um, That's the real problem. <laughs> I, I, I think, I'm in there. I think today may be the last, or today's the 21st. All right, so I think my last car payment is tomorrow. I think it's scheduled there. Ooh. So yeah, how about that? Well, I'll finally own a car. Yeehaw. That's great. <laughs> All these years later, finally own a car. All right. Um, anything else going on in the world of America that needs? Oh, uh, foot, uh, fantasy football. Uh, I won. Uh, I beat our buddy Tom Buck too. And uh, so my team is now three and three. We're right in the pack yeah. now, right in the middle of the pack. Uh, the Ed is still one in five. He's uh, terrible. The Ed. <laughs> he is awful. <laughs> um, Aaron C. Thompson is five and one. His team looks really good, and uh, Larry and Sean Leahy, I think, are both four and two. But Larry's team is garbage, so it is going to start falling apart. I mean, and, uh, oh, that's yeah. all that counts. Yeah, he uh, this week yeah. I think his he's got all the uh, he's got Jalen Hurts and AJ Brown and the Eagles running back, and they're all on bye this week, and they're his three best players. So yeah, he's going to get murdered this week probably. Um, yeah. So hopefully I can catch him. In the standings this week, yeah, I play uh, with Ryan. It's probably a good thing I didn't join your fantasy football league, Mike Dell, because last Sunday at about one thirty, I thought, "Oh, I forgot to check my fantasy yeah. football." <laughs> I know that'll happen. It was the happen. first uh, one of the first bye weeks of the season. It's like, oh, half my team's off. Whoops. Yeah. <laughs> I uh, 
yeah, Justin Jefferson's off this week, but I got DeAndre Hopkins back. He came back from the suspension this week, and he had a nice game last night. So, yeah, Cham's looking up. Yeah, Tom Buck, too. It looked like uh, it was close. I only beat him by, like, three points. Uh, he had Russell Wilson on Monday Night Football, and Russell Wilson was lighting it up in the first quarter there, going nuts. And then Tom Buck, too, tweeted out a little uh, tweet to me, uh, making fun of me, and that he was going to win because Russell Wilson was cooking. And then Russell Wilson forgot how to play football in the final three quarters. <laughs> I think he forgot how to play football about a year and a half ago. But he was going nuts in the first quarter. He, like, had a touchdown over 100 yards and everything, and it's like, holy fuck. It wasn't looking good, but then he just tanked. And they even went to overtime. He had two extra possessions in overtime. Still didn't do anything. So I ended up pulling out the win. Uh, all right. Uh, anything else or Nightmare Weekend? Can we just get into the Nightmare Weekend, I guess? <laughs> yeah. Sure. All right. Uh, Tuffy, th- you found this on Tubi. And if anyone wants to go watch yeah. the Nightmare Weekend, it's on the Tubi. This movie is from 1986. So that seemed like a promising, you know, Uh that's yeah. a good year, you know, yeah. 1986. So I thought, hey, this will be pretty good. Yeah, the and, parental uh, advisory promised moderate nudity. Oh, yeah, there was way more nudity little, than I expected. Yeah. 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 There is a, a lot of uh, uh, making the sweet, sweet love in this movie. Oh, so, is there? Yeah. It's the direct more of a romance than a horror film, for the most part. Yeah. That was one of the notes yeah. on IMDb, the trivia. They, they contacted someone else to direct it or something, and they said... Uh, he didn't direct it because he started out uh, making sex movies. And he said, this is just a sex movie disguised as a horror film. <laughs> <laughs> and he didn't want to do any more sex movies, he said. So the, the director of this is a fellow named Henri Sala. He's a French fella. And I think this was filmed in France, right? Because they dubbed over everybody's voices. So I'm <laughs> guessing. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah. yeah, every actor, they dubbed over their voices. Now, they didn't say why, but they said uh, they just – I'm guessing that it was in French. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Because uh, the writer is also, it sounds like a French fellow, George Faget Bernard. And this was the, the only movie, movie he, the only movie he ever wrote was this movie here. So. Huh. I was surprised that this was a trauma films movie. Like, this does not seem like yeah. their cup of tea at all. Yeah, we, we've encountered trauma several times, but explain to me who trauma is. Uh, they're a company, they did like the Toxic Avenger movies and, uh, uh okay. all those like kind of really cheap, like sleazy, like going for shock value type movies, uh, which this really was not. I mean, there was a lot of nudity, but not even, it wasn't like over the top and like trying to make a lot of jokes. It wasn't very funny. This uh, director has 38 credits. They're all like in French. Uh, the titles are all in French except for Nightmare Weekend and his very first film, we are no virgins. Ooh, that sounds good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, this guy's clearly uh, pretty great. Um, and a couple of his French titles also have the word Lolita in them, and uh, oh, Emmanuel. So I, I think he was doing one of them Emmanuel movies, you know. So uh, you're good. Um, is there any? There's no one famous in this, right? Like there is. I don't guess so. Yeah, I'm guessing these are all French people. <laughs> I don't know. Like, uh, the the main girl, uh, Jessica, the daughter there of the guy, uh, Deborah Hunter is her name. She's real cute, but uh, this is the only movie she ever did. Yeah, I looked that up too. Yeah. I was like, wow, this is it. Her career peaked. Um, <laughs> yeah, most of the people on IMDb don't even have pictures. 
Yeah, it's uh, not very. Andrea Thompson does. She played <laughs> Linda. I don't know who Linda was in this movie, but um, no. Yeah, I saw something on the Wikipedia page saying Andrea. This was Andrea Thompson from NYPD Blue's first movie. Yeah, I'm looking at her IMDb right now. Uh, she didn't, she she played what? Chio Kirkendall. What? <laughs> I don't know who that is. She's a really buxom blonde, right? Yeah, the short hair, the detective with the short hair. Hmm. You oh, you never watched NYPD Blue, Jay? No. Oh, I, I was confusing that with the shield. Maybe she got some uh, some implants. <laughs> she clearly did. Yeah. And they they're spectacular. Wow, I didn't even recognize her name. Wait, what? I had because I used to watch NYPD Blue all the time, and yeah, she was Foxy on there. She had, uh, wow, holy hell, that's her. I had no idea. Yeah, she, <laughs> she went up a few, uh, definitely went up a few bra sizes. Uh, <laughs> uh, so did Sipowitz, to be fair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow, so Jill Kirkendall. All right. That's something. So she was the blonde in this, yeah, who obviously uh, had the small boobs, but she was the, the blonde, uh, She's a, she looked good. She looks better the older she got, though, I'd say. Uh, all right. Andrea Thompson. But no one else is famous in this, I don't think. All right. So I will read the IMDb description of this here film. And uh, a female scientist performs experiments on three college girls that turn them into drooling, murderous mutants. That's not really what it's about. No. That's, no. There's, that, that's a part of it. That's a small part of it. Um, yeah, I kept waiting for that to happen during the movie. So here is uh, the part where we turn to Tuffy and we say, explain the plot, Tuffy. Just tell us what you think the plot is. Um, so you have Jessica, whose dad is like a scientist. Yeah, he's like an inventor make... scientist guy, yeah. Yeah, he's trying to make some machine that like changes the nature of matter that then when you swallow this big metal ball <laughs> it can change your uh like behavior i guess yeah i have no idea um, if you're a paranoid schizophrenic it'll you know cure you i think it's what yeah. they're going for like early in the movie they they give it to a dog who has a bad temperament like they got it all muzzled and then this makes the dog better i guess in theory uh, yeah yeah, so his daughter Jessica and one of her friends at the movie starts, and the friend is going to be part of some experiment uh, and is trying to get Jessica to go with her. But Jessica says no, she has to go hang out with her friend George at her dad's place. Apparently they're but going to the same place. <laughs> yeah, the, well, I think it's two different houses. Because oh. uh, the dad has a lady scientist colleague yeah, who's Joy, trying to push the process along. Yeah. But that's the oh. person running the experiment. Okay, but before we get to this, though, that is the basic plot. Um, the opening scenes of the movie. Jank, describe the opening of this movie. Uh, Do you remember? Oh, it? oh yeah. Because yeah. Um, <laughs> I was so oh, confused. Right. Yeah, there's two guys trying to break into somewhere. Yeah. Um, some, like, old Victorian-looking house, like a big giant yeah. house. And they've got some lady's voice on the, on the like their headsets telling them what to do. 
and they're inserting some disc that's clearly labeled like here, fake disc, and it's like written big on the on the container. Um, <laughs> they're trying to insert this into some satellite dish or something, and then one of their faces just kind of blows up. <laughs> I don't really know why. Yeah. <laughs> and well, one guy sets down his necklace, and that turns into one of the ball things. I thought. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and then like the ball, this whole metal ball thing. I have no idea what the fuck is happening. Um, These are so, giant balls. Like you would notice if this went in your mouth, but no one ever does, and we yeah. never really see it happen. Yeah, they're like bigger than a golf ball. They're like yeah. uh, a billiard ball size, maybe a little smaller than a billiard ball, but like they're yeah. big. They're not like a marble. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, but I I didn't understand what was happening. But yeah, but also I think in this we also get our first glimpse of George. In this opening sequence as well. Yeah. <laughs> Jank, explain George. <laughs> George. Uh, George is an AI, essentially, a little puppet that uh, can talk yeah. and access the internet. And uh, he's, he's also got, hooked up to He's, he's got, got like a green bigger. hair, but he's balding, yeah. but he's got green hair, right? Isn't that <laughs> kind of and he's, yeah. he's got a, He looks like one of Mr. Rogers' puppets. Yeah. Like, yes. Those kind of arms. Yeah, like and, Daniel uh, Tiger. Yeah. <laughs> and he's a little puppet, you know, he's not like a big giant puppet or anything. He's a little guy. And uh and he was like pushing buttons on the computer screen uh to like make that metal ball to create the metal ball that then blew up that guy's face. And then that guy's yeah. face like got half eroded so you can see like the teeth of the skeleton in the side of his face is a skull. And he falls down because he was climbing up a rope. He falls off the rope. And he lands, and his head just starts leaking blood everywhere. <laughs> and it's like a waterfall of blood on the stairs. And that's how the movie begins. So it's like, what the fuck did I just watch? Yeah, I have no idea. Yeah. Here. <laughs> There's metal marbles, people's heads exploding, a puppet with green hair. <laughs> what is going on? Uh, all right, so yeah, then we get to the... The stuff with the, the jazzercise. Oh, oh, yeah, there's a jazzercise scene. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, Jessica and her friend, whose name I don't remember, uh, they're at, like, their jazzercise class, and that's where she's telling her about she's going for some experiment over the weekend or whatever. Yeah. But Jessica has to go visit her dad. Uh, which, yeah. yeah. So then Jessica goes off and finds her dad and She's telling her friend all about George, and George is this great guy, and there's nobody better than George. <laughs> so you think George is like this boy that she's going to visit for the weekend, and then she shows up to her dad's house, and no, George just this little sock puppet. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, she loves George. And yeah, uh, we, yeah. I, I thought this girl kind of looked like a young Jennifer Connelly a little bit. A little bit. That kind yeah. of movie. Yeah. She's very uh, good. Yeah, she was cute. And then in that scene where she we first meet George, uh, she's just like in her underpants and like a little uh, negligee situation. And I was like, yeah, that's a that's a good look for uh, Jessica. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so she kisses George on the head. She's like, oh, George, I love you. And then um, I got I kind of got the sense that Jessica doesn't get out much. No. <laughs> yeah, she's kind of like a very protected, sheltered girl, right? Yeah. But it seems like it's by her own choice. Like she was at school, she could have gone with her friend. Yeah. And just, oh, I want to go home with my dad, even though my dad's gonna be busy all weekend and not gonna pay attention to me. But 
Yeah, yeah. and when she does go out, she's a weirdo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because, yeah, she does go out, so uh, she puts on her roller skating outfits and uh, her Walkman and her uh, little red pants, and she's out roller skating around, and she sees this dreamy biker guy. And this, this biker guy, though, he was one of the guys who was trying to break into the house at the beginning of the movie. Yeah, he – so the – he still has a necklace that has like a, the broken half of a circle or a heart or whatever on it that him and the other guy had. Cause I guess they're best friends forever or something. That's, that's a little weird, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, cause, uh, Hey, hey, Jake, yeah. I don't care how many podcasts you host with me. I'm not giving you a break, <laughs> like a necklace with half a heart. <laughs> that's he never says that now, Jake. He says yeah. that now. <laughs> That's never going to happen. All right. So, uh, yeah. Well, because her friend, uh, yeah, because her friend had also already been, like, picked up in, like, a limo for her little experiment thing. And then yeah, there's yeah, two yeah. other girls in there. And the one get girl the is horny as fuck. Yeah, because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they stop at a bar on the way to wherever they're going. The guy just, like, pulls off into a bar and they go in and start uh, flirting with the guys in there. Yeah, because they, uh, the one, uh, Jill Kirkendall, her, her mom, the, the blonde's mom, she gave her a sand, a, a big sack full of sandwiches. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. and yeah. so Jill Kirkendall's in the back seat eating these sandwiches, and she's like, they're so dry, we need something to drink. <laughs> so that, yeah, he pulls into the bar. This is dry as shit. They immediately go into the bar, and that one, okay, so we got a blonde this, girl. A this girl, bar is a wild, wild place. Yeah, 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 oh, yeah we'll talk about it in a second. So we got three girls here: the blonde Jill Kirkendall, long blonde hair. Then we have uh, the super horny girl who's got like longer dark hair, and then we have a girl with like shorter brown hair, like uh, like a not a bob necessarily, but chin length brown hair, right? And it's kind of puffy. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So those are the three girls we're dealing with, and then we have Jessica, the, the daughter of the scientist guy, like a young Jennifer Connelly. All right. So these three girls, they pull into the bar, Tuffy. And then uh, describe what's happening uh, in the bar. So, uh, well, they don't serve hard liquor there. That's one thing I know. Oh. Um, they do serve Yeah, because that comes up later. That I think the driver guy is a regular, because later he gets a special sandwich that's just a flask with two pieces of bread around it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Yeah, okay. Uh, I do remember So, yeah, there's a, it's like a biker bar, I guess. Because there's some guys in there, and the one guy is just, like, going to town with his lady on the pinball machine. <laughs> yeah, he just uh, he, he just makes sweet, sweet love to her. But it's really not sweet. It's kind of angry. And uh, he's uh, also in front of everyone. Like, they're not off behind in the back corner. Like, yeah. this is out in front of everyone. Yeah, right yeah. on the play. Like, he's playing pinball while he's banging her as well. Like, yeah, he's he doesn't he, anything, but. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't let the fact that he's having sex with his lady on a pinball machine deter from his pinball game. He's still playing the pinball. Yes. And, uh, yeah, so that's... Yeah, and there's a couple other guys in there hanging out, and uh, they start hitting on the ladies. And I think this is where you get the, I'm not, I'm quality, your quantity or something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, your quantity, um, quality. Yeah. yeah. And uh, so, but the, the one girl, the super horny girl... She just picks up this one fella with like a mustache. He looks about thirty years older than her, and uh, and he she just takes him back. Well, the one guy tells his buddy, the the guy who the horny girl is picking up on, he calls his buddy over and whispers something to him. So his buddy goes out in the parking lot and sticks a knife into the limousine's tire. Yeah. 
Yeah. To flatten the tire. Now, this was also confusing. Because apparently (laughs) they did that so they would have time to have sex in the limousine. Yeah. Yeah. Not not have sex in, like, the back room or something. (laughs) The limousine still drove off with two tires that had to already be flat. Well, they're on the side of the road fixing the flat later. Yeah, I don't know. But but they don't go have sex like, you know, let's have a, a distraction or a delay so we can have sex in the back room. No, let's go into the limousine with the flat tires now and let's have sex in yeah. the limousine. While the yeah, chauffeur is trying to change the tire. Jacket up. Yeah. Driver yeah. gets a message from Julie that, hey, you got to bring the girls over to the house now. Yeah, Julie is the, That's why the they're scientist. Not yeah, the yeah. mustache guy's begging him like, hey, just give me a few minutes here so I can go have sex on a pinball machine or whatever. In the back of the limousine. He has sex with yeah. the horny girl in the back of the limousine. I think he wants to do it at the restaurant or bar, but then the limousine drives away with presumably two flat tires. Because it's later, I thought they're on, like, the side of the road, and the driver's trying to fix the flats, and uh, that's when they get in the back of the limousine, I thought. Yeah, it, but, you know, when that limousine's a rocking, don't try and change the tire, because it knocks it right <laughs> off the jack. But it just seems so weird. Like, uh, she just meets this guy, immediately has sex in the limousine, even though that limousine has flat tire. It was just weird. I don't know. It was very confusing. Well, I think the idea is that these are... Uh, could have done it anyway, when the, on the drive to the <laughs> building. <laughs> Why even bother with a flat tire? I'm sure it doesn't yeah. take it long. Uh, okay. Yeah. I was also maybe filling in the story for myself. If I guess these are women of loose morals, and that's why Julie <laughs> wants them for her experiment. Uh, that could be. Yeah, it could be. Although yeah, the one didn't seem too morally bankrupt. Like the one with the shorter hair, she seemed to be kind of on yeah. the straightener. But then, uh, I don't know. Um, so anyway, there, there's your first uh, sex scene there. And then, although we don't really see anything, really. Like, they don't show any. Did we see boobs there? I think there was boobs on the pinball. Mm, a little bit. Oh, on the pinball, yeah. but what about in the back of the limo? Uh, no. I mean, there may have been, like, a side. Because actually, there's a flashback to it later that's more revealing. Because yeah. actually, when she's having sex, when he's having sex with her on the pinball, that's actually a little bit later when, uh, okay. What, What's her face? Uh, the daughter Jessica. goes into the yeah. She walks into the bar to try because she sees the guy's motorcycle, or she meets that yeah. guy on the motorcycle outside the bar, and she thinks he's hot. So when he goes inside, she follows him inside, and then she's all innocent, you know, and looking around this bar, and that guy's banging her on the pinball machine, and he's looking at her while he's banging his girlfriend. Because <laughs> yeah. then they they grab her out back and they say, "Hey, would you like to try a turn with the pinball wizard or something like that?" Right? Yeah. Let me say something along those lines. Yeah. So you can clearly see this was Oscar worthy. This film. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Quite thin and nobody's sure what exactly happened yet. Well, then instead of all, also instead of telling the guy at the bar that she likes, like, hey, you're kind of cute. You want to go out sometime? She just yeah. roller skates out and like ties a handkerchief to his motorcycle. Yeah, and like, what? How was he supposed to know? She pulls it out from her knee pad. Like it looks like a. I don't. I guess it's a. Yeah, a handkerchief because it had like a little thing on it, and so I don't know what the fuck. But, like, how was he supposed to know that that girl tied it there and that, that like, how does he track that down to that girl then? I don't understand that either. You know? Well, I think she just <laughs> finds, goes out to find him hitchhiking later. <laughs> that, that's where she gets George, people meet people yeah, all George, <laughs> George runs some numbers for her to say, what's the best probability to go oh. run into this guy again? Yeah. Oh, I missed that. Somehow hitchhiking was 66% likely. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's I right. That, I, I forget what I, the 
I do the remember seeing like later 80% on. eighty percent at a bar, like seventy five percent bowling alley or something like discotheque. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. right. Yeah. then later, there's a scene where she just has the date with the guy, and she's like, "What should I wear?" And he says, eighty eight percent of men like women in dresses." And he's like, <laughs> what, what color? Yeah. Seventy-eight percent, like uh, white. If you're a brunette, brunette, yeah, wear white. Yeah, that that George is pretty great. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, uh, so when she gets to the house before, I think before she goes rollerblading, the Julie, the the other scientist, drives up, and uh, Jessica says, "Hey, George, I want to play the the driving game on the oh, computer." Oh yeah, yeah. She goes to play this uh, primitive sort of, you know, like driving game, and I, I just, guess it out control of Julie's car from the from the trivia note on IMDb. I guess it actually was a a Sega game called Turbo. It was actually a, okay. an actual video game called Turbo. If anyone remembers that, and uh, yeah, so <clears throat> there's this master computer in the house called Apache, and George yes. can can tap into Apache, and can then control cars. I don't know, <laughs> but he does. yeah. And I think that's what lets him make the metal balls all over the place, too. So, yeah, so Julie, the, the evil scientist lady, she's driving to the house, but her car is now taken over by Apache and George. So when Jessica is driving the little video game, she's actually controlling Julie's car. Yes. And the weird thing, because Julie almost dies several times, you know, because the car is just going yeah. through traffic. But then when, whenever uh, she gets control of the car again, she doesn't really think anything's wrong. She just keeps driving. No. (laughs) Or like when the car stops, she doesn't climb out. Yes. I feel like this car is haunted. (laughs) Let's get out of here. But no, she she didn't think anything. Yeah, because in the end, uh, Jessica wraps it around a tree, I think. Yeah, because when Julie's in the house talking to Jessica's dad, Julie plays the game again, and she drives the car now without a driver in it and drives it into a tree. Yeah. So so then Julie comes out and she sees it and now she pieces together what's going on and she says, "Hey, uh, so when uh, Jessica goes for a little roller skating trip, she grabs her by the arm and she says, "Hey, that was quite the joy ride you had earlier, or something about her car or whatever." <laughs> and, uh, and Jessica says, "I can't hear you. I'm listening to my music." And because she's got a little Walkman on, and she just starts dancing yeah. and roller skating away. There's a lot of awkward dancing in this movie as well. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Kristen uh, Glover in Friday the 13th Part 4 but close like if you ever just wanted to see a dude in a park dancing with himself just dancing this is the movie for you because that's we get a scene yeah. of that just a dude dancing by himself in a park listen to it um, yeah there was at least three or four scenes of awkward dancing uh, so I don't know where are we in this disaster so the girls get to the house eventually after they have sex with all these uh, people along the yeah, way and uh Julie tells the butler to steal something from every girl because I don't know if you need that for this silver ball machine thing they got going on. Or whatever, yeah, yeah, but. yeah, yeah. You'll need it to turn it into silver balls. Yep, that's right. Yeah. So, yeah, there's a butler. And there's the also game. a maid. And the, the, yes. there's a there's a weird scene. Uh, the camera shows a plate of croissants, and then like a spider goes scurrying over the croissants, and the maid's like, "Oh, I hate spiders." So then the the yeah. butler comes in. He moves one of the croissants, takes a spoon, crushes the spider with the spoon, then puts the croissant back where it was over top of the dead spider. <laughs> what, what? What kind of health? Uh, we need a health inspector in this kitchen immediately. What is going on in this kitchen? Just killing spiders with the croissants. What is 
Well, I mean, after the way she was dressing them down and yelling at them earlier, I, don't, I could see why he's just like, fuck these people. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, I, I don't Let know. Let it be spider for sons. Um, <laughs> and later on, uh, Julie, the evil scientist lady, she brings in a big tarantula into the kitchen because she knows that the maid hates, hates spiders. So, well, because she shoved the silver ball in her mouth. And so I think that was her behavior changes. Now she's not afraid of spiders. Oh, okay. But then, but then whenever that. anyone changes, though, they also turn into a zombie, basically. Sometimes, yeah. yeah. Like the dog just died because later <laughs> yeah, they yeah, come the back and the dog is just dead. Yeah, the dog died. Um, I think there was one line about like, oh, aren't you worried that if people lose all their fears and inhibitions, they'll turn like crazy? And they're like, nah, that'll be fine. Yeah, <laughs> it'll be fine. Don't worry about it. <laughs> rub, rub some dirt on it. It'll be okay. So, because uh, there is a scene <clears throat> where the one super horny girl who already had sex in the limousine, now they, they come back to the house and she's getting, a, a, she's taking a shower. And Ken, I think it was Ken, right? The uh, the guy who Jessica likes. Well, didn't he sneak into the house and he was doing something else? And he yeah. says, I'm maintenance, right? Because the girl's like, who are you? And he's like, oh, maintenance. So she just opens her towel for him and says, all right, well, maintenance me, you know? And, uh, and he, he just hurries off. He's like, no, ma'am, I can't. And he just runs away. And she throws a pillow at him. She's like, you can never get what you want. He was very upset. Award <laughs> <laughs> winning dialogue. Oh, by the way, they brought in another writer to do additional dialogue. That was in the credits. There was a, there's a, there were two writers, the main guy. And then a second guy just for additional dialogue. So maybe that was one of his gems that he put in there. Yeah, I could I could see that. Yeah. It's much better uh, in the French, probably. So, uh, but that girl who had the towel on, she also uh, brings that same guy she had sex with in the limousine. They follow them to the house, the, him and his buddies. So uh, she gets him up into her bedroom, and then she's about to have sex with him again in the bedroom. But first she goes to take a shower. She looks good. You know, when she dropped her towel and walked into the shower. Yeah. Was looking good. And, yeah. uh, uh, but he's trying to occupy himself until she's done with her shower for some reason instead of, you know, going in and joining her. So he's reading a magazine and like he falls asleep or something, right? But then she had a metal ball go in her mouth at some point. So she gets like super, super horny now. And she turns into <laughs> like a wild beast and she comes yeah. out and just like, uh, manhandles him. So. But it, she eventually turns into a zombie, though, right? Because she's the one later on. She's combing her yeah. hair. And like, no, I thought that could, was the other girl because she got the silver ball first. Yeah, I, I don't know. They all kind of blended together. Yeah. But uh, so I so that's basically what's going on here. Then the blonde, Jill Kirkendall, she eventually has sex with another one of those guys from the bar that come to the house. And that, it's quite the sex scene with her, <laughs> even though she, she has the rest of the life. They kept playing it over and over and over again. <laughs> yeah, again, she has much smaller breasts than she does as Detective Jill Kirkendall. Um, she still looked nice. And uh, what is that? Is there uh, any other well, sex scene? Jessica. Oh, yeah, Jessica, Jessica has goes, sex. Yeah, because she goes out to find her, uh, the person she's stalking, I guess. Yeah, the Ken. Um, Ken. Yeah, the guy she marks her territory with her uh, bandana. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so she goes out hitchhiking to try and find him, but instead the uh, the guy from the pinball machine rides by on his motorcycle and yes. uh, goes to rape her? Yeah, he just says, I'm going to rape you, and he just starts to rape her. That's basically <laughs> Yeah. 
But uh, luckily, George always knows when Jessica's in trouble, so he starts some protocol to save Jessica. And the other thing these metal balls can do is just murder people, I guess. Yes, yes. Because he makes a little metal ball that just flies around and just, like, flies into the guy's head. Yes. I didn't even see it fly. He was doing something like you see the computer screen show a picture of the watch, and the watch already fallen off of his wrist and is on the ground. And then all of a sudden he's just, like, dying. It was like, I'm, I'm so confused yeah. here. <laughs> and, and then when he rolls over, you yeah. see like he has a hole in the side of his head. So I think it's implied that the ball went into his head. But, yeah, I don't know if we actually ever see it. But, okay. um, uh, but by the way, the reason the rape ended was because of uh, her dreamy guy just happens upon, um, like, the motorcycle parked on the road. And, like, yeah. Her, like what did he – did he find another handkerchief, like the one he she gave him? or what? He found something left on it the road. Was- and he's like, oh, this must be her. I, I, I need to follow her. So, cause you know, that happens all the time in the world. We're just walking around. Hey, there's a thing. Yeah. And he started fighting the guy. And then, uh, the other stuff happened. And he is a gentleman, this Ken, because he takes his shirt off and gives it to Jessica. Yeah. Cause remember, yeah, we've, I, we've, I did not care for him in that moment. <laughs> <laughs> but we've encountered this problem before. Remember Cave Bunny? They, everyone just left her topless, you know, and that was nice yes. and all, but, um, still not yeah. exactly gentlemanly theme. So this Ken guy, he seems like a nice fella. Even though, as we've established earlier, he is a, a burglar, at least. he was He's at least a burglar. Cause yeah, because he, he works for Julie, because later he's supposed to go pick up the money from San Diego yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, that's a whole other thing we got to get into, but we'll save that to the end. But, uh, so, and then eventually we find out, like, like Jessica's in love with this Ken guy. And I, <laughs> I also like this. Like, uh, Ken, after he just saves her from being viciously raped in the park. And then some other guy just got murdered by a flying ball or something. And then they drive yeah. to, like, a gas station or something. And then doesn't he say he has to go do something, like, go to work <laughs> yeah, or something? Work. And she's and very upset by this. She's very upset by this. She's like, I thought we were going to spend the – you were almost – you were viciously <laughs> raped, like, five minutes ago. Like, I think you could use some yeah. time to cool down or maybe just, you know, relax. Yourself. But she's like – not going to slow her down. She's not upset about the raping. She's upset that he has to go to work. So. And then she, he says, well, it's important for my future and maybe our future if things go right. Like, you just met this chick <laughs> yeah. five minutes ago. Yeah, he doesn't even know her name. He doesn't know anything about her. He's seen handkerchiefs all over. He knows, he knows what's going on. <laughs> so, uh, uh, yeah, so then I don't know. We get back to the house. Oh, the big Jill Kirkendall sex scene. Um, after they're done, she goes in to brush her teeth in the bathroom. And this guy, he's out just uh, chilling in, on the bed there, and he sees her underpants, and there's a metal ball in her underpants. Did you notice that? Like, I don't yeah. know why. Yeah, and like, the underpants come alive then or something? No, the underpants didn't come alive, but uh, he he was sniffing her underpants. <laughs> and, As one does, yeah. And he, and he put them in his mouth, actually. He was, like, <laughs> sucking on her underpants, and then it, the metal ball started to affect him, and he started having, like, a a seizure. And, uh, uh, so I, I guess the trait that the metal ball was going to cure him of was sucking on women's underpants. <laughs> he would not, he would yeah. not do that anymore. <laughs> From then on, he would only suck on the underpants of men who gave him half a heart. necklace. <laughs> <laughs> so then Jill Kirkendall comes out after she, and she sees, doesn't she start to have a seizure? Or what happens to her then? Cause she, I, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Because the toothbrush turned into a metal ball. Oh yeah. 
everything just turns into a metal ball and somehow gets all the way inside of your mouth. So, yeah, so it just hopped into her mouth there. And, uh, yeah, so all the girls, the other three girls have all been uh, deathly afflicted by metal balls. <laughs> and and they all become zombies. <laughs> and uh, and they're hunting down Jessica. Jessica has sex with Ken at some point. Yeah. And, uh, Moves fast. So, that was weird. Yeah, and also there's, like, a voiceover of, like, a scene of her, like, like they're both naked, and he's lying down, and they're done having the sex. But she's, like, kissing his thigh and stuff, his legs, like, up, and, and there's a voiceover of what's in her mind, and she's like, you treat me so gently. You caress my face. Yeah. And saying shit like that. It's like, it was very strange. It was very strange. <laughs> yes, it was. Yeah, and it's like some weird romance movie, more so than a horror movie. Um, so... Yeah, then she goes back to the house, though, and that's when all the zombies are chasing her, the three zombie girls. And also there's a thing with the dog dying, and the doctor takes the dog to the vet because they're going to do an autopsy to find out why he died. And then when he's gone, Julie starts to really put her plans into action. They're trying to kill Jessica and everything. And, yeah. and then Ken shows up at the house and uh, and to pick up Jessica, but then Julie said, just walks over to him and – and she's like, wait, do you know each other? And she goes, yeah, he's my lover. And she just starts kissing Ken right in front of Jessica. Yeah. Yeah. And Ken's like, hey, yep. I, Jessica, Jessica, I can explain. I can explain. And, uh, and she's like, wait, this is, you know, that's not good. So. <laughs> now, was that, that was after they had sex, right? Or was that before they had no, sex? No, I think that's when they dropped her off. Something like that. I think it was before. Oh, so they had sex. I have no idea. So they had sex after she knows that. Yeah, because they went on a walk then, right? And he's like, hey, my life changed when I met you. I didn't know, you know. <laughs> my life's totally different than it was a half hour ago. <laughs> yes. <laughs> this was before you tied your handkerchief to my motorcycle. So I will no longer be her lover. I'm going to be your lover. So then they went and had the sex. All right. And then Jessica comes back, and then this is when the zombies start chasing her. And I, I don't fucking know what the fuck happens. But at some point, I didn't understand what she was doing there. Like she wasn't, she didn't seem to be a scientist. She wasn't particularly good looking, so it's not like he hired this intern just because she was good looking. So it's like I don't know why, why this guy, why this scientist is working with her. Yeah, I I think she was a scientist. She told Jessica she was the colleague of her dad or whatever. Yeah, she was like. but then like Jessica says, aren't you more than the that? One. So I, I think the, da- yeah. I think the doctor Jessica's was worried her. this lady's trying to seduce the dad. Yeah. Yeah. But other I than also, that. I also like, there's so much weird shit about this movie. But like, uh, <laughs> after the zombies are like attacking Jessica and the dad ends up saving Jessica somehow from the zombies. I can't even remember how. Like, what happened to the zombie girls? Did they all die somehow? I can't even remember. Yeah, didn't the maid stab him with a knife or something? Oh, that's right. Yeah, the maid just started killing everybody. Yeah, because the maid turned into a zombie as well. She starts murdering everybody. So then, uh, but after all this bloodshed and everything, and uh, the zombies, and uh, the Jessica being raped and almost murdered again, and then she just walks up to her dad and says, hey, I got to go meet Ken. He's taking me, like, to Vermont or something, right? Doesn't she, or Kansas or something? And, uh, And the dad has never met Ken. He has no idea who the fuck Ken is. And yes. he's just like, okay. I didn't him that Ken, because Ken worked for Julie, but. But, like, we never saw the scene of her introducing her boyfriend to the dad. Like, he, oh, you're just going to go meet some guy, Ken, and he's going to take you to Kansas? Oh, all right, that's fine. 
Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> well, she's uh, got George looking after her. She left the house, so he trusts her. Yeah, it's so strange. And uh, so while this is going on, Ken, though, he's still working with Julie. Ken was supposed to pick up some money for something, like, uh, because uh, she, she stole... was going to sell the magic ball formula to somebody, I'm assuming. Yeah, so Ken was supposed to pick up the money, and they were going to fly off together in his airplane, and she's driving to meet Ken. But I thought Jessica was going to meet Ken. So then Ken's like, hey, uh, you, you messed up one thing, Julie. Uh, you forgot the cashier's check was just made out to cash. So it's not made out to yeah. you. So I'm going to take yeah. that money, and I'm going to leave without you. So fuck you, Julie. And uh, and Julie says, how dare you? I'm going to get you. But then, like, that maid is in the back of the limousine. She snuck in the back of the car or whatever. Not the limousine, just the car. Yeah. And then so when Julie – she eventually kills Julie. She slices Julie's throat when she – like, yes. they get to, like, the airport or something, right? Isn't this out of, like, a hangar? That thing? sounds right. Yeah. Hey, we're already at the end. We skipped it, but who cares? So Jessica – Jessica's trying to, uh, I guess she's supposed, was Ken going to take Jessica with him with the cashier's check? Was that the plan here? I think and so. So Jessica's, also, I think going, Jessica's dad was a lot richer than Ken with that check. I have no idea. I have no idea. So, uh, so Jessica shows up at the airport and when she gets there, um, the, the, the zombie maid just kills Julie and now she's going to go kill Ken. So Jank, do you, why don't you walk us through this ending? Because. <laughs> Oh God, it's, it's interesting. Yeah, <laughs> I think um, some with the dog, right? Like the dog is trying to attack Ken. I don't. I think I thought it was just the zombie maid. The zombie right. maid. Okay, yeah. the zombie maid is trying to attack Ken, and you know our boy George sends off one another one of his balls again. Uh, yeah, <laughs> and somehow. Like, I think Ken kills her, like, with an axe to the head or something like that. Yes. And then yeah. he accidentally, on the on the downswing, hits some light switch. Well, I think he hits, like, a piece of her skull, goes shooting off her head, oh, and hits yeah, the light yeah. switch. Yeah. And that causes the garage door to close right on <laughs> Ken. He <laughs> <laughs> yeah, doesn't have one of those things that stops it if there's something in the way. <laughs> yes. The giant garage door just falls and crushes Ken. And then we cut to Jessica, and she screams, and that's how the movie ends. Yeah. <laughs> Scorched Earth. <laughs> like, what did we just watch? I don't understand. I had completely forgotten the other movie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it all happens, like, so quick. Like, axe to the head, light switch, door crushes Ken, Jessica screams, the end. <laughs> like, wait. <laughs> <laughs> like in a span of five seconds, all that happens in the movie's end. Wait, what? That's the craziest ending ever. <laughs> no time to linger. So, like, what did we learn by this movie? Like, what what character arc was there? Uh, <laughs> George is amazing. Yeah, learn that. <laughs> Jill Kirkendall got some really nice boobs later in life. <laughs> so yeah, that's something. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that's about yeah. it. I think this was the theme song pretty good for this one too. It was like a nice '80s theme song, I think, Jack. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know, uh, Jack. Would you watch this again? Like, what? Would... Uh, no, <laughs> <laughs> I don't think there's enough money in the world to make me watch this again. There is a lot of nudity in this movie, like way more than I expected. Like, yeah, you know, I wasn't counting boobs. 
I, again, everything like B cup or lower. Uh, you know, yeah. Um, small B's and low. <laughs> but uh, yeah, this is not an Andy Sedaris movie. Yeah, this that. is not a Sedaris <laughs> film. This is not a Sedaris film. Uh, so, but they're all attractive girls. But uh, way more nudity than I thought. But it's still not enough to watch this ever again, you know? No. It's, uh, yeah, no, it's, it's a confusing mess above all. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I think it's enough to develop a sequel that stars George. <laughs> <laughs> I just didn't understand the whole concept of personal items turning into metal balls. I didn't yeah. understand. No, they didn't explain <laughs> it. None of it made any sense. <laughs> And, and, like, the metal balls and their effect on people, it, it varied dramatically. Like, sometimes it murdered them. Sometimes it turned them into zombies. Sometimes it did. I, I don't know. It just... And there's no strange. distance it can't go. Like, even when, you know, when she was getting raped there, she was probably miles from the house. And still, this thing can turn his watch into something. It's like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And how was George keeping track of her? Was she wearing a sensor of some sort? I think that little watch was... I, I I understood that to be how he was keeping track of her, but I might have okay. just made all that in myself. Yeah, I'm, I have no idea. There might have been nothing in the movie to indicate that. And did we ever see what happened to, like, the other, like, all the other guys ended up dying? Because she was raped again. She was raped a second time. We we glossed over that. Remember, like, the one, <laughs> the, the mustache guy, he turns into a zombie, and he's, like, leaking stuff oh, out of yeah. his head. And, and he's <laughs> on top of her, giving it to her, has a zombie with his stuff leaking out of his head. And then the maid comes in and stabs that guy in the back to kill him. And then Jessica crawls out from underneath him. So yeah, she's raped twice in this. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that second one, there was no, you know, never. Yeah, actually... I mean, that was a zombie, so yeah. it's not, I, that doesn't really count. <laughs> I don't know that he ever got. Yeah. Don't get he home. Could, yeah. He couldn't get his dead dick up. Yeah, he's a zombie. <laughs> So, but he was on top of her writhing, driving, throwing hip. You know, he was like throwing hip there. So I don't know. But, uh, all right. Um, yeah. So yeah, this movie's a, a train wreck. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. I guess maybe a three just out of the novelty of it all. Uh, cause it is so weird. But, um, I would never watch it again or, you know. I was going to go 2.5, but I guess I can go three. <laughs> <laughs> See, I would say a five because George. All right. Maybe I like George more than you. Guys yeah, Tuffy is a big fan of George. I do like George, but he was, I, he I wasn't a big George guy. I, I was not a fan of George. Uh, I thought he's annoying, but you know, whatever. I mean, if we had George, we could probably get girls. Well, you would have a it's 56% like six percent chance of getting a girl. Yeah, yeah I would know to go down to the discotheque and wear a white <laughs> suit or whatever. <laughs> Gray sweatpants. <laughs> so all right well there it is uh nightmare weekend again it's on the tubi but yeah don't worry about it i don't think you have to go watch it no the poster had me hoping for more yeah yeah the poster was very misleading the imdb description was very misleading and again the girl on the poster very buxom <laughs> yeah i mean main girl in this was really good looking. She was cute. Yeah, she was cute. Yeah. But, um, I really liked her. All right. So uh, there it is, Nightmare Weekend. Uh, next week, uh, Miles Watson will be here talking at 30. Uh, well, it would be the 28th. So he would have watched 27 movies by that time, probably. Unless he squeezes one in that morning. Yeah, he might have to. I mean, it's pretty late 
out by you guys. So I'm yeah. doing it. That is true. That is at true. Like 10 p.m. or something. Yeah. Um, so that'll be next week. Uh, what else? Anything else TV wise? Tuffy, anything? No. I've been watching uh, TikToks of that uh, trial for the guy in Waukesha, Wisconsin, who like ran over a bunch of people in a parade. Oh, <laughs> they're, they're, he's, uh, they're, he's representing they're, himself. They're televising that on TikTok. Is that what I understand well, from that? <laughs> I think it's being televised, so it's being clipped. All of the crazy things he does because he's representing himself. So it's uh, a little bit nuts. Oh, all right. Yeah, I had no but idea. It's gone on for like three weeks. All right, I'll take your word yeah. for it. Johnny Depp trial. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, that's pretty entertaining, watching a person suffer through mental problems, probably. Hey, you know what <laughs> trial they didn't show on TV? Ghislaine Maxwell. They didn't show that on TV. No. I wonder why they didn't show that. No. Yeah. The I only mean, person... Curious. The only person in the history of the world convicted for child sex trafficking... But she trafficked the children to no one, apparently. <laughs> she just drove them around. This is where <laughs> this is where we miss blog talk because Jake can't do uh, the thunderclap now. Yeah, put that in post, yeah. Mike. Though, yeah, eh, I doubt it, but we'll see. There we go. <laughs> um, all right, uh, Jake, have you been watching anything? Uh, well, let's see. I watched a movie, uh, that I, was recommended by this film podcast. Uh, it's called Brian and Charles it's on Peacock. Brian and Charles. Yeah. Is this uh, about two guys that share a necklace that was a heart? And, <laughs> yeah. I, I, yeah. Right. Uh, it's like a British movie uh, about this guy. Uh, he's kind of like an inventor, and uh, at one point he makes himself a robot. And uh, it's got like a washing machine for a body <laughs> and like this kind of weird mask for a head that's got this one blue eye and shit like that. And it looks kind of weird, uh, but it's somehow uh, most of his inventions are just terrible and don't work at all. But somehow this robot actually works. <laughs> all right. And yeah, it's fully, you know, cognizant and everything. And uh, it's it's pretty fun. I liked it. What? It's not an, it's not an amazing movie, but it's good. It's uh it's fun. The robot voice is pretty fun. They got good chemistry, so I would, what, I would what, recommend it. Wait, what's the yeah. name of it again? Brian and Charles. Brian, Brian, Brian and Charles. Character. Yeah, and Charles is the robot. Okay. Oh, Charles is the robot. Yeah, Charles Petrescu. <laughs> oh, he has a full name. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> <laughs> He wants to go to Honolulu. He sees an MTV one day and he wants to go to Honolulu and he doesn't. Like, why so I get, I'm looking at the movie poster. So it's clearly they're doing a thing on Lars and the real girl, right? Wasn't that the same exact? Uh, kind of. I mean, he's not banging Charles. so. <laughs> but isn't that like the exact same photo? Like, have you ever oh, seen the poster? Uh, yeah. I didn't see the poster. No. It looks like the exact same thing as Lars and the real girl. <laughs> like they're sitting on the couch, you know, and he's looking at the camera. And then, the... anyway, um, yeah, he kind of looks like uh... man. The special effects here are fantastic. That robot suit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean that's the charm of the movie. It's not taking anything too seriously. Like it's just kind of quirky and just quirky enough without being annoying, like a Wes Anderson movie or something like that. Uh, 
Uh, yeah, it gets 85% on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's good. It's a simple story, but it's, it's fun. All right, there you go. Brian and Charles. Guy and his robot. Um, <laughs> and I saw that on Tubi something that I was like, oh, I should try to watch this. Uh, I didn't watch the entire thing, but I saw that there was a 2022 remake of Terror Train. <laughs> hey, we watched Terror Train, right? Yeah. That, was, that was the one where the, uh, the uh, cross-dressing transsexual got hung up in the uh, the curtains. Remember that? Yeah. It was. <laughs> yeah, and for some reason, even though they remade the movie, they left that in. <laughs> That's still a part of the movie. You have to leave that in. That was so the much best scene in the whole movie. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, was yeah. Jamie Lee Curtis in that, or am I imagining? Oh, yes. Yeah, she was. In, yeah, yes, she was. Yep. It's uh, it's weird because in their ever expanding quest for diversity, they recast that role with a, a, a black girl, and then when they have the scene where he's making out with the body in the bed, it's a white body, and it's not that dark in there. So it's like, well, <laughs> how did he? Does he not have his eyes open at all? <laughs> uh, it gets uh, 4.8 on IMDb, but. Uh... Yeah, I think I watched about a half hour, and I was like, oh, this is, I mean, it's faithful to the original, and then it's pretty much all the same stuff. There's even still a magician and shit like that. Like, Yeah, David Copperfield was in that first one, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know who this one was, but, um, yeah, it just, it was doing all the same things, but worse. So, I don't know who this is for. If you like Terror Train, you'd be better off watching the first one. <laughs> well, Rotten Tomatoes, <laughs> it has two critic reviews. And no audience score. <laughs> it's hard to do. And both critics hated it. So there you go. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's that's pretty bad. Don't think I'll uh, be finishing. Now, Jenk, are you all caught up on House of the Dragon? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty I good. Know, I, I don't know that I follow it, but <laughs> yeah, I'm sure caught up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I do wonder. So, Tuffy, uh, you, you like the House of the Dragon? Is the f- season one over now? Or? No, oh, one more episode. All right. Yeah. That's, I mean, it's getting more interesting now that things are heating up. Yeah, you're kind of getting into the actual story that I think they were originally intending to start at. It's right about here. Kind of a weird ending where that lady could have just, you know, taken everybody out and then with her dragon and it's like, nope, I'm just going to go home. <laughs> yeah, that's not uh, that's not from the source material. That's added for the TV show, and I don't know why they did that because it doesn't make any sense. No, really doesn't. Because <laughs> see, Mike Dell, the the uh, the premise here is you got uh, the oldest daughter. The king dies, and he had said years ago before he had any other kids, his daughter was going to be the next. Ruler of the kingdom. All right, and this is and the Targaryens, got, or the what? The Targaryens. Yes, the Targaryens. Okay. And then he got remarried to his daughter's friend and had a bunch of more kids, including some sons. So, uh, you know, now they're saying the son should be the king. And then the king dies. Uh, the daughter's no like not around when that happens. So they trap like some other lady who's there who has a dragon and they go to have the coronation for the son to say, this is the new king now, sort of get the jump on everybody. And this other person that they had trapped so she wouldn't go tell the daughter 
just flies up out of the floor on her <laughs> dragon, kills, I don't know, a couple hundred people doing that. Please. And it's sitting there, yeah, sitting there on her dragon could just kill everybody else involved in the main plot and doesn't for unexplained reasons. <laughs> All right. Yeah. The show just took uh, it over right there. Yeah. Doesn't make any sense. Very dumb decision, huh. I thought, but. Yeah. It's one of those things where you just don't put them in that situation to begin with. Otherwise, it doesn't make yeah falls apart. So yeah, one of the I guess they're going to just be introducing a lot of new characters next episode, or no? Because it's all like just the the small folk, the common people got killed by the dragon. None uh, of the important people did. Uh, she decided the to not the important people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. But uh, well, yeah. At least but, but it, it's like the ad, so that was cool. Yeah. <laughs> but again, the the girl that looks like a monkey is no longer there. No, she's <laughs> been gone for a couple episodes. Now we have her most adult version of her character. Oh, speaking of monkey, I totally forgot. I got uh, I got five dollars in free casino bets at Fanduel Casino. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> this is the this is the big segment for the show I had planned. We're gonna. <laughs> Now we're gonna do. <laughs> Thank God for that little girl that looks like a monkey. Or I never would have thought of this. <laughs> we can do ten spins of Mad Mad Monkey. <laughs> this makes for exhilarating fake radio. Yeah. Because remember, here the disappointment from across your face in real time. We did this once before, and I didn't. I bet like twenty dollars. I made a se- sequence of bets throughout the show, and I bet twenty dollars total. Yeah. And it I, I can't. Pay off. I don't think I lost <laughs> that much money though, right? I think I only lost like five dollars or something. Yeah. All told, but um, but that's a lot to you. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, to me, it's a whole lot of money. But uh, so let's see here. Uh, that's a whole. Uh, that's like two things of tofu, maybe. You stretch it. All right. So. Hey, I, I've been eating uh, vegan protein bars. What? Yeah. It's tough to find yeah. a good vegan protein bar that I can eat. So I found this one. This company's called Good with an exclamation point. They're right there. You know, it's good. You know? And uh, products seem to put good in the name so they fool you into thinking they actually taste decent. But <laughs> then, uh, well, I, I found one. Uh, the, the company I usually get my vegan protein from is called Orgain, and I drink their shakes. So they also have protein bars, but they have like uh, only two kinds: chocolate something and then peanut butter. So I, I eat the peanut butter ones; they're they're fine. Uh, but uh, this good place, they got all kind of varieties, and uh, the one I'm eating now is called Snickerdoodle. It, it tastes like a Snickerdoodle, you know. Uh, but it ha- it has sugar in it, though. There's like 13 grams of sugar, so I'm not a fan of that, you know. But uh, <laughs> I think you can deal with 13 grams of sugar. That's yeah, it's not exu- yeah, it's not a crazy amount. And, um, it's, but it's got, uh, like 15 or 16 grams of protein or something, you know, so that's nice. And, uh, so, uh, I've been eating the, the vegan protein bars. And I might get blueberry next. That'll probably be my next one. So, that's only if you win, Mad Monkey. Yeah, oh yeah, that, that oh, that, I like how you tie it all together, Jank. Yeah, it ties it all together. And while I'm waiting for Mad Mad Monkey to load up here, I have another important question. It's a fashion question for you guys. Oh, no. Right. Yeah, we need George for this one. <laughs> we don't know nothing about it. <laughs> You're very fashionable. 
But I had a thing happen. This week. What do I usually wear to the discotheque? Yeah, because the uh, you know the weather got colder here. You know, this past week. So when I went to go shoot hockey, I didn't want to wear my usual shorts because I'm I'm a frail lad. I chill easily. So I'm like, I'll wear my Mylek jeans, and that's a very funny joke if you played street hockey. Mylek jeans. So I put on my jeans, but then I remembered, hey, uh, sadly, I just remembered uh, my belt broke. Like I had a belt, you know, because I'm a thin fella. So I, I usually have you to wear a belt. One belt. Yeah, I have one belt. <laughs> no. And uh, my belt, and I've had this belt, I think, I don't, I can't remember when I got this belt. It may have been the same, I don't think it's the same belt, but there is a possibility it's the belt that my Russian girlfriend gave me when I was 26. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> there, There is a possibility that it is the same belt. So I, I can't when, remember if I ever bought another belt. Because I know that was a belt that I had. She gave me a belt. I can't remember yeah. ever buying another belt. So it may have been that same belt. So it may have lasted 20-some years. So good on you, belt. <laughs> you know, good on you. <laughs> but anyway, uh, my belt broke. Is the question, is it okay to leave the house with an extension cord used as a belt? Well, hey, you're yes. on the right. Dude, he's ragging on your cord. You're on the right track. You're on, you're on the right track. So my belt broke. I'm like, well, what can I do? You know, I'm a thin fellow. My pants will fall down if I'm out there without a belt on. So I, I noticed well, a little pair. Before we find out what oh, you yeah? did do, uh, okay. my first inclination would be go to the department store or on Amazon <laughs> and get another belt. But I'm leaving the house right now to go shoot hockey. You understand? So, um, you know, so I don't want to go, can't order something on Amazon, and I don't want to go to department stores because uh, what am I, a, a farmer? Uh, who goes to department stores nowadays? You know, everything's online. People who don't so, have belts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, so Jank, what would you do in that situation? Well, let's take a survey here, Jank. What uh, would you do? I mean, you don't have any other pants. No, that... no other belts. No other belts. Well, no One other belt. Well, I to... do. I could have put on khakis, I guess, but uh, I, I, I just wanted to wear the jeans. You know, the jeans were there. I put on the jeans. Do you not wear a belt with khakis? Uh, normally, but they fit a little snugger. They don't fall down. The jeans are a little looser on me. They, they'll definitely fall down if I don't have a belt on. Like, they don't, they won't fall completely down, but you know, I have to keep hitching them up, you know, and that's annoying. Sure. Um, okay. Um, so what would you do? <laughs> I mean, I feel like every pair of shorts I own comes with a belt. So. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Those kind of ropey belts. So I feel like I would never be in this situation, but, um, see the normal shorts I normally wear to go shoot hockey. They're like uh, the Adidas, uh, running shorts, you know, um, yeah, I, don't elastic band. I don't think I own actual, any other shorts besides those because, huh. um, yeah, cause no one needs to see my legs, you know, no one needs to see. <laughs> so, uh, but, so uh, what do you what have like a, a Walmart or a Target? Yeah, we do have those things, but why would I want to go to a Walmart or a Target unless I have to? That's like it's like a, it's like the DMV. You, you know? don't have a belt, so you have to. <laughs> but I could get by without a belt, right? <laughs> so I think that's what I like. Is like this is I don't make a point of going to Targets and Walmarts and department stores, but if I didn't have a belt and my pants were falling off, that's what I would probably do. <laughs> Again, they're not falling off, but you know they are loose. Lucy Goosey. <laughs> if someone walked up behind me and yanked really hard, they would pull them right down. Yeah. <laughs> you would disappoint that little girl who thought you were really good. <laughs> yeah. <Nice. laughs> 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this was a different day than that. Yeah. I was not yeah. Uh this was uh this week I was wearing the jeans. So here's what I did. I was looking around the room, you know, like I'm always a MacGyver, you know? I'm like, well what can I do? To- what could, replic- what could replicate a belt? So I saw an old pair of shoes in the corner. I'm like, hey, there you go. Hey. I, saw, I, took out the, I took out the shoelace, and I just put the shoelace <laughs> around me and tied it up. There you go. Did I think it's a good look. around you? Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm very thin. It's wow. a uh, – and it's a white What is shoelace. your waist size? <laughs> uh, I the jeans I always bought were like I think th- a thirty two waist thirty four in length, but they were very baggy and, and long on me. So I like to wear the baggy. Um, so my waist is probably like probably you know, I don't know if he really is getting like a thirty eight. Yeah, twenty nine thirty maybe somewhere around there. But uh, so uh, yeah, probably my older age, probably a thirty. I would say yeah. Um, so uh, I just tied it up with the shoelace there. I got to tell you, it's a nice look, and uh, no one can see because you know the the shirt covers it. In my uh, whatever, sure, but uh, it's a nice look. I think everyone should start wearing shoelaces as belts. <laughs> sure. I mean, my extension could also far off. <laughs> yeah, you could just buy a new belt. <laughs> I could, you know. <laughs> I still haven't, you know. And I've worn the jeans again wedding. since then. Wear your uh, uh, your shirt. <laughs> Wait, what was that, Jake? If you have to go to a wedding one day. Yeah, like that'll happen. <laughs> <laughs> You've met me, right? I don't go to weddings. One of these days, Larry's uh, going to get married, Mike Dell, and you're going to have to go get a belt. When I was married, uh, I had to go to all kind of weddings because my wife knew people that were getting married. And, oh, fuck, I had to go to this wedding. Like her sister got married or someone else got married. So when, once I got divorced, I'm like, yeah, I'm not going to another fucking wedding the rest of my life. Yeah, so that's pretty much that. So. Did you go to Zippy's or somebody not that long ago? Oh, that's right. I went to Matthew's, but yeah. that, that that was after the divorce, but that was like 10 years ago. Okay. I mean, someday, like, your your <laughs> nephews are going to get married, presumably. Ooh, I don't know. Uh, possibly. Uh, they are my one nephew. He's he's uh, He works at the hospital, like, and uh, he's always picking up on nurses, apparently. So I was talking to these nurses. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, we'll see how that goes. But I don't know. I might just roll with the belt, you know, or not the belt, the uh, the shoelace as a belt. I might just go that way. I think I'm sure if I ever uh, go out on another date with a lady and she sees I'm wearing a shoelace as a belt, that will cinch the deal for me. Well, here's a question. So if the shoelace breaks, are you going to buy a belt or another shoelace? <laughs> well, then I'll get the extension cord. <laughs> I do have. It's got the other shoe too. <laughs> well, I, well, I do have yeah. a lot of extra telephone wires because I was trying different wire space. So I could just strap one of them up. You know? <laughs> Pretty good. So many cheap, affordable options. <laughs> All right. Uh, so, hey, Mad Mad Monkey loaded up. Then one day you're just wandering around Walmart with your ass hanging out. <laughs> Four hundred pounds. But, but if you're out there. And you need a uh, a belt. Look no further than uh, your shoes. Just look down. That's all you got to tell you. Just look down. <laughs> Go Some buy a belt. Some people look down at their feet. All right. Yeah. So here we go. The first spin of Mad Mad Monkey. I don't know. Can you hear it? Oh, there we nope. go. All right, here we go. First spin. Hey, you hear that? I want a dollar and thirty six cents. 
Now, now the wager was 50 cents. So I guess, you know, <laughs> Okay, factor that in. Six cents. All right, you know what, let's, uh, maybe you want to bet a dollar spin? Let's do that, because we'll be here all day if we do that. Yeah. Fuck a spin. Now we're getting to the big stakes. All right, here we go, Mad Mad Monkey. Oh, won a dollar twenty, so I won twenty cents. About that. Dang, I could get another belt. (laughs) There's uh, (laughs) a spin number three. Yeah, that didn't go so well. I won nothing there. Now we go again. (laughs) Hey, I won 36 cents. The wager was a dollar, so I actually lost money there. (laughs) So uh, my balance, we started with $5. My balance right now is $4.45. Ooh. Another Mad Mad Monkey. That was nothing. All right. Come on, monkey. Come on, monkey. I won $2. So hey, we're back, back in it. We're back to four dollars and forty five cents. So Yeah, this isn't gonna go well, I don't think. But uh, No. Alright, we'll try yeah, one more time. Does. Now I need I need you guys to think positively about this, you know? We gotta speak uh life into the universe here. We gotta say I'm going to win lots of money. You know, we need to believe it. We need to uh <laughs> Mad Mad Monkey is going to give me lots of money. Alright, here we go. Honey, no whammy. Well, none of, one another two dollars. So now we're five dollars right. and forty five cents. We're forty five cents. Now, but <laughs> well, I still can. <laughs> Tuffy, should I retire with my forty five cent winnings? <laughs> uh, sure. <laughs> All right, there he is. So that's how we play Mad Mad Monkey. I won forty five cents. <laughs> it's a game of skill. Hey, uh, I don't know. Did I, uh, let me check the, uh, this may have worked out. Hold on. Let me close the casino here. Hey, I have $5 and 45 cents now in my actual account. So that means I can play some football bets this weekend. (laughs) (laughs) Oh yeah. (laughs) I think you got a better shot with that. Yeah. Like, listen, last year I made money betting on football, but I lost money betting on Mad Mad Monkey. (laughs) (laughs) That was the problem. Sports betting, I'm pretty good. I I turn a profit. Slot machines. Yeah. Yeah. This is rigged. You can play some, like, Latvian handball bets, too. That's right. I was killing it on that stuff, yeah. So, all right. Um, What else? Hey, Jack, you you ranked all the Halloween films, apparently. Yeah. Yeah, me and... uh, Last weekend, uh, me, Scooch, and Scooch's Scooch. girlfriend went to see uh, Halloween Ends. <laughs> Scooch has a girlfriend? Yeah, they've been together for probably three years or so. How old is Scooch, by the way? Uh, he's like 23. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, so, uh, now, do you think the reason Scooch has a girlfriend is because his belt is a shoelace? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Clearly, that's it. <laughs> all right all right so you and scooch uh you, you went to go see ha- halloween ends 
This is like Jamie yeah. Lee Curtis is like an octogenarian, right? She's like 80 years old now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Eating all that activia. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> how old is she? Like a shoot how age. Do you know how old she is? Uh, I don't know her exact age. I'm going to say she's in her 70s. Early yeah, 70s? We, we, need an early, we need an exact number. Uh, yeah. Uh, she was probably what? 1978's Halloween. She was probably in her 20s. Probably like 24, I'll say. So that would be... But Jank's doing math. This is the part of the show. <laughs> Or Jank does Mike math. Bell, I am a cleaning house five. in this feud tonight, I gotta say. Oh, fuck. I'm not feuding at all. I'm doing this stupid show. <laughs> I'm gonna say um, she's 70. Well, she's 63. Ooh. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Apparently uh, not aging well. Not that much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, well, Scooch is the, probably the biggest Halloween fan I know. Uh, he loves those movies. Um, so he was, you know, he wanted to go see this in the theater, even though you can watch it on Peacock. And I was like, yeah, sure. Why not? Uh, it's, on the cock? Doing... Yeah. it's on the cock. For 60 days, you can watch it right on the cock there. <laughs> oh. It did this out oh. with the last one too. When Halloween kills came out last year. Yeah. I'm still not going to watch it on the cock. <laughs> So, yeah, we did that. And actually, tomorrow we're going to go see a movie called Terrifier 2, which I'm hoping will be better. <laughs> I like the first Terrifier. Oh, I was going to say, did you like the first Terrifier? Yeah, first Terrifier is great. And apparently, like, this one, they're saying a lot of people were, like, throwing up and shit. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm like, that's that a sign it? of a good Is that a selling point for you, Jank, that you go to a movie and you throw up? Like, oh, yeah, I got to go see that. <laughs> I want to go. I mean, I don't think I'm going to throw up. So, what do you think? What do you think they could possibly show to make people throw up? Oh no, that's intriguing. I mean, there was some weird stuff in the first one. Like there was this girl who, like, he, she ended up on like the news story talking about how she survived this clown guy, and her, she had like a jack lantern head. Basically, like a lot of her had been carved off and stuff. There was like a naked lady at one point hanging like upside down, and he just like cut her in half, like starting with her, you know, right in the vagina area. Oh, man! But I think this one uh, I saw in the cast list. uh, Felissa Rose is in this one, who we might know as the uh, the original Angela from Sleepaway Camp. Oh, all right, because I did recognize that name at first. Yeah. Oh, that'll be interesting. I guess. (laughs) <laughs> all right like like Tuffy but, were you think Tuffy you might be thinking of like she's the really hot girl in Sleepaway Camp too no 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 Angela the, the little the, yeah 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 the one with the wiener at the end yes <laughs> <laughs> it's a little wiener at the end all right so so what's the plot of Halloween ends uh I'll save that for once we once we get to that on the list here. Oh, okay. Because uh, I went through and I ranked all 13 of the Halloween movies. There's 13 Halloween movies? <laughs> yeah. It's a, it's a convoluted, complicated uh, history with the Halloween movies. What what do you think, uh, who has the most movies? Uh, like Friday the 13th or Halloween or? Um, I would say of the main three, I would say uh, Halloween's got it. Cause oh. 
Let's see, yeah. Friday the 13th had technically 10, and then there was a reboot one, and then there was Freddy vs. Jason. That'd be 12. And Nightmare on Elm Street only had, like, 7 plus Freddy vs. Jason, so that's only 8. What would be the most movies from, like, one franchise? Would that be, like, James Bond, I guess? Yeah. Probably. Yeah. There are 25, I think. Hard to top that. Yeah. All right, uh, so 13 movies, you ranked them all. Yeah, um, it's uh, it's a very, I'll try to explain the timeline of these movies a little bit. Um, basically, there was the, the original Halloween, and then John Carpenter wrote Halloween 2, but didn't direct it. Um, that one came out not too long after the first one. Then they came out with Halloween 3, Season of the Witch which John Carpenter only agreed to produce if it had nothing to do with Michael Myers. He wanted it to be an anthology series all along, but the studio basically made, after the first one did so well, they were like, well, you got to have Michael Myers in the second one. <laughs> so he kind of put foot down on the third one and made something completely different. And at the time, people, you know, hated it. They're like, where's Michael Myers? <laughs> yeah, and Halloween 3, uh, it has like that same company that was in the Halloween Tales that made the pumpkins. Uh, uh, Similar, I think. Yeah, Silver Shamrock is the company in Halloween 3. Oh. It was like Clover. Field. Oh, okay, I see. So I think it was and, an homage. But, but in, in Halloween 3, aren't the like, Halloween costumes that possess people or something? Oh, uh, well, there's these, this company, Silver Shamrock, makes these three masks that are super popular for some reason. Uh, there's a pumpkin, a witch, and a skeleton, like a skull. And uh, they're the big, you know, popular item. All the kids have to get one or else they're not cool. And uh, there's going to be a big giveaway at nine. And uh, it turns out, <laughs> spoiler alert, but this uh, this guy who runs this company had put a little piece of Stonehenge in each of their <laughs> masks, in this big tag on the back of the mask. And when you watch this big giveaway, it basically, like, makes your head cave in and a bunch of, like, snakes and spiders and shit crawl out of it. <laughs> so he's basically planning to murder most of the children <laughs> as a big Halloween. Wait, 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 wait. I had, first of all, I had no idea Stonehenge had that kind of power. Second, how did he get so many little chips of Stonehenge? Holy, he must have been there all the day with he's a little chisel. Yeah, there's like a news story early on in the movie, like, oh, a piece of Stonehenge has gone missing. <laughs> uh, wow. We find out he's got it. <laughs> it's a weird, wild movie, but it's pretty good. But, Does uh, it, it also has a song, a very famous song, right? Oh, yeah. Or two more days till Halloween, Halloween, Halloween. <laughs> two more days till Halloween, Silver Shamrock. Best commercial ever. I love that. All right. I remember Larry used to talk about this. Uh, didn't, doesn't Larry hate Halloween 3? Or I Yeah, I think he softened on it, though. Last time we talked about it, he had kind of come around on it. Oh, okay. So All right. The time was not having it. So then in... Halloween 4, they brought back Michael Myers, but Jamie Lee Curtis didn't want anything to do with it anymore. So they basically were like, oh, okay, uh, you know, Jamie Lee Curtis's character died in a car crash, and uh, she had a daughter who, uh, she's going to be the main character now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but then Jamie Lee Curtis comes back from a car crash at some point? <laughs> well, uh, yeah, kind of. Uh, so 4 and 5 are pretty much about that daughter. Uh, who's like a young child. And then six, they kind of age it up and get a new actress and stuff like that. And it's kill her off like right away, which is stupid. Um, then, so none of those movies did particularly well. They kind of did worse and worse each time. So after Halloween six, they 
kind of did a soft reboot where they got rid of Halloween's four, five, and six, just threw them out, <laughs> and were like, only the first two counted, Halloween one and Halloween two. Those are the only ones you need to know. And we're doing Halloween H two O twenty years later, where it's oh, now it's later. I, and I remember really, that Halloween yeah. Water. It yep. yeah. <laughs> was a terrible title. Uh, but yeah, now Jamie Lee Curtis is back. She like, all right, I'll come back. We'll do one more big one where, you know, we close this thing out. <laughs> the series will be done. <laughs> so she agreed to come back. And this one is like, she faked her death after Halloween two, I guess, and kind of went on the lamb just to, you know, make sure that Michael Myers couldn't find her. Um, so it kind of almost could fit with four, five, and six. Like, oh, she faked her death. But she was actually alive. But no, I guess I would make her a shitty mom if she just left yeah. her daughter, like, take her dad and left her kid. <laughs> so in this one, she's got a, a, a son, Josh Hartnett, who's like 17, the same age she was in the first one. Wait, let, and, let me ask a question here, though. Uh, speaking of Tuffy, do you think, would Jamie Lee Curtis be a shittier mom for faking her death and running out <laughs> on her daughter? Or was Tom Brady a shittier father for unretiring? <laughs> <laughs> going back to the NFL. Which do you think? Uh, I'll go with Tom Brady. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, you know. Uh, yeah, I don't want to say anything mean about Tom Brady. Uh, I think I'm on the record as not liking him. But then I did find out that uh, Giselle was the reason that Kid Crosby uh, got healed from his concussion problems. Did you, <laughs> are you guys aware of this? <laughs> no. Apparently, uh, no. I found I just found this out like a year or so ago, and I told the Dave this, and we were both uh, gobsmacked. But uh, um, apparently what happened was Kid Crosby, people thought that he had a concussion, but it was actually a neck issue. And we knew that. Uh, the Dave and I knew that. But uh, the reason they got it properly diagnosed, though, was because Tom Brady and Sid met each other somewhere, so they're kind of like acquaintances. Giselle heard that Sid was having problems with concussions, and she told Tom that she has a doctor in Colorado that uh, it's probably his neck, that he should go get see this doctor. I think it was in Colorado. And so Sid went to Giselle's doctor, and he properly diagnosed the neck condition. So without Giselle, uh-huh. Kid Crosby would still be having issues. Probably. So Yeah. Oh. Comforting to know that even like big sports heroes have the same problems yeah. getting done. Right. Yeah. Maybe we should ask Giselle who you should go see. Maybe. <laughs> Let me drop her a line because, you know, she's single now and yeah. I will talk to her and uh, see what she says. But uh, yeah, I don't want to make fun of the Tom Brady, but it seems like this is the worst decision anyone's ever made. But Tuffy, I'm guessing his marriage I'll make fun is- of the Tom Brady. This is a terrible it- idea. His marriage was probably dead anyway, right? Like, he was probably on the rocks. Probably why. And then, and then he, sure. just said, he just said, fuck it, I'm going. It's not, they're trying to make it out like his decision to go back and play football was what broke up the marriage. But I'm guessing it was already dead. And he's like, all right, fuck it, I'm just going to go back and play football, right? That's probably what happened. Yeah. I mean, I also feel like if you're Tom Brady and Giselle, like, I have no sense of what life is actually like for the two of them either. <laughs> so I don't really know. What happened to Tom Brady's face exactly? Can you tell me, like, <laughs> He, uh, uh, you know, it's not like tuck and whatever you need. I think what it is, is he's wearing, he's using all those fancy, like model skin creams and skin re- yeah. regiments. And, and it just makes his face look weird. Like it, he looks like a waxen figure or something. He's also a crazy person, um, which no offense, Mike Dell, but all these weird dietary habits and <laughs> training regimens and 
I don't know but, if he's shooting hockey and eating tofu, but he's got something <laughs> weird going on. Too, I heard he uses a shoestring for a fucking belt. Because <laughs> 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 he's you got like the that was a whole thing. He's got his TB12 method or something where he sells yeah. all these this Alex whole system and uh, like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a whole thing where Belichick, like, kicked his trainer out of the facility and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah, he's an interesting fellow, this Tom Brady. But, uh, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt, Jenk, but I thought that was a question that had to be asked. Jamie Curtis, Tom Brady, who's the worst parent? Yeah. All right. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, that one kind of ends with her seemingly killing Michael Myers, but then, of course, and she basically put it in her contract, like, no, I don't want even, I'm sure you're going to make a sequel anyway, even though you say this is the last one. But I don't want any hints of that in this one at all. And so, so they, they wait numerically, the like numerically, what would H two H two O be? Like was that the seventh one or? Yeah, numerically it would be number seven. Okay. Yeah, but since you just threw out everything, you know. So they made one. six more after. That. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good they God. made one more. That was a sequel to that, uh, which was terrible. Have you know? We'll talk about it later on. But was it was it H was it H C O two? <laughs> no, that would have been great. <laughs> it was just Halloween Resurrection. Um, not good. And uh, that one tanked so hard that they're like, all right, fuck it. <laughs> We're going to throw everything out now. We're going to start over from scratch with a new Halloween one. Um, and we're going to give it to Rob Zombie. <laughs> oh, what, what could go wrong there? Oh, yeah. Wrong. Oh, that's hey, interesting. Did he ever, wasn't he supposed to make a Monsters remake? Oh, he did. It's on Netflix. I've heard nothing but bad things, but yeah. <laughs> all right. I love the monsters, you know. But uh, all right, so I mean, it does. Oh, that just like, reminds me, like, Del, we gotta we gotta come back on this monkeys Beatles thing later too. Oh yeah, oh. you've lost your mind. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll, all right. We'll touch on that at the end of the show there. But uh, all right, so Rob Zombie then does HC two O or whatever. And uh, basically does the new Halloween <laughs> one. And then he also gets a sequel to his movie called Halloween 2. So we got another Halloween 2 out there. And Jamie Lee Curtis is not in those films. No, Jamie Lee Curtis is not in them. Uh, his wife, of course, is because he can't make a movie without putting his wife in it. I don't know who his wife is. <laughs> is his wife anybody we know? Or? No, I mean, you'd only recognize her if you saw any of his movies. She doesn't do a lot of other movies. So is she uh, the Jamie Lee Curtis part? No, she's uh, she was too old by then, so she was Michael Myers' mother. Oh. They, uh, they decided to give Michael Myers a lot more backstory in this one. How do you think uh, that went down at the house? Rob Zombie <laughs> and the wife. <laughs> hey, uh, so I'm going to be the, uh, the the young girl. No, no, you're too old for that, honey. You're going to be his mom. <laughs> yep. I think she's just happy to get a, you know, a turn in bed, I guess, in a movie. Right. Seems like she doesn't really care. Uh, so they did, they did that and then they did a sequel. Um, and then they're like, all right, that was pretty much the end of it for a while. Cause that one didn't do very well. Rob Zombie hated filming the second one. Uh, so he didn't want to come back and do any more. And they kind of left it in a weird spot where it's like, I don't know how you do another movie here. Uh, so that was it for a while till 2018 when they came back with another movie just called Halloween. That was a direct sequel to the first Halloween with, with, uh, Jamie Lee Curtis. <laughs> So, so there are two movies called Halloween. Yeah. Well, there's three, actually, because the Rob Zombie uh, one was called Oh, that's Halloween. right. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's very confusing. And this one's a sequel, but it's still called Halloween. It's dumber than hell. 
This is supposed to be the is first. Is like part. an extra E in this one or something? <laughs> no. Halloween. <laughs> no different. Yeah, baby Jean. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing at all. But this was like the start of a whole new trilogy there, they said. And uh, they followed that up with Halloween Kills last year, and then Halloween Ends this year. And now, was, that's all. was Jamie Lee Curtis in Halloween Kills? Yes. <laughs> yeah, although in a pretty diminished role, I would say. Um, we talk about that once we get to that one. But I'll, I'll start now with the actual ranking of these all movies. Right, yeah. Um, so at number 13, I'll go to 11, <laughs> 13, 13. I'll go to 13. <laughs> Bottom of the list. This one's the toughest to watch in my opinion. Uh, Halloween two, the Rob zombie version from 2009. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. It's, uh, I hated it the first time I saw it. I really haven't gone back to watch it. It's just, it's, it's pure dog shit. <laughs> I mean, his, his Halloween one isn't amazing. But at least it had, I don't know, moments. There's things about it that aren't terrible. This one, the only good thing is that Weird Al makes a cameo appearance. That's the only good thing I could say about it. But um, the original Halloween 2, it, uh, it takes place most, a lot of it takes place in a hospital because Jamie Lee Curtis is obviously taken to the hospital after the events of the first movie. So there's a big portion of this movie where Michael Myers is chasing her around the hospital and killing doctors and nurses on his way to get to her and stuff like that. This movie basically starts out with that. And that's like the first 20, 25 minutes of the movie. But then it turns out all of that, all 25 minutes, was a fucking dream sequence. Yikes. Yeah. <laughs> Who needs this? You yeah, wasted okay. so much of this movie on nothing. Yeah, that's not uh, good. Yeah. Hey, I, just, just to uh, catch everybody up here who's never seen a Halloween film like myself. Uh, Tuffy, have you ever seen a Halloween film? No. So this Michael Myers guy... He's just a lunatic who escapes from a mental institution or something? <laughs> well, that depends on your uh, which movie which movie you're watching, essentially. But, yes, in the first one, that is the story. Is he, he Basically, when he was a little kid, he it was Halloween night. His sister was watching him, but she was just kind of upstairs fucking her did boyfriend. She, did she eat all the candy with the boyfriend? <laughs> no. <laughs> she was just eating the boyfriend's, you know. Oh. It's hey, Jill, Jill Kirkendall did that in... Uh, Weekend Nightmare, remember? Oh, Nightmare yeah. Weekend? Yeah, yeah. yeah but anyway, yeah. Uh, so his his sister's upstairs banging the boyfriend. Yep. And the boyfriend leaves, and then he just grabs a pair, of, like a, I think it was a pair of scissors, uh, and takes them upstairs and just starts stabbing his sister with it. <laughs> Why? Like, oh, that's weird. Was there, was there uh, any, no reason? Never given? really explained, no. Uh, at least not in this movie. Uh, so then he comes out, and the parents get home, and they see him just standing there with, you know, this dumb look on his face, holding these scissors, and he basically gets institutionalized for the rest of his life. Um, this Dr. Loomis, played by Donald Pleasance, has been working on him this whole time, but he just kind of gave up at a certain point, because he's like, this kid had the blackest eyes I've ever seen. <laughs> black-eyed kids. Look out for the yep. black-eyed kids. Yeah. <laughs> so basically, yeah, he never talks again after that. And he's just kind of a psycho, and he breaks out of the Institute on Halloween night, you know, 1978, and returns to town. And he's wearing a uh, Bill Shatner mask, right? Isn't that his gimmick? Yeah. Bill Shatner. So trying to find a good mask, and they just painted a Bill Shatner mask white. And he kills the mechanics, so that's how he gets the mechanics overalls. So what's his connection to Jamie Lee Curtis, then? In the first movie, nothing. Um, He sees her, I think, like, her father... 
uh, is, is selling, he's a realtor and he's selling the Michael, you know, the, you know, the Myers house that he grew up in. So he's like camped out there and he sees her dropping off some keys, like in the slot. And he pretty much just stalks her the rest of the day and then kills all of her friends and then goes after her. <laughs> um, it's not till Halloween two that they then retconned it to be like, Oh, that she was actually his little sister. Um, and yeah, I, I was going to say, I thought they were related somehow. Yeah. Yeah. Apparently, you know, the, the Myers parents must have given her up for adoption or they died or something, uh, after the whole Michael Myers thing. And so they're gone and she got adopted by this Strode family instead. That's why she didn't know that she was, you know, a Myers and she didn't realize that Michael was her brother. Uh, so this All new right. series of movies, the ones that started in 2018, they all, they went back to Halloween one where they're not related anymore. <laughs> <laughs> this is like DC continuity. Yeah, yeah DC continuity. It really is. <laughs> All right. Yeah, it's a lot. <laughs> All right. So uh, Halloween uh, Two: Halloween. Rob Zombie is the worst movie. All right, number yeah, twelve. It's, it's unpleasant. Like, there's so much unnecessary cursing, and just everyone's so filthy and just in an unpleasant <laughs> way. Take a shower. <laughs> and there's all this stuff where like Michael Myers is pretty much just hanging out in like a shack. He's got like a long beard now. He doesn't really wear the mask very much. And he just sees visions of like his mom and a white horse. And you're like, what the fuck is any of this? And what the fuck is the point of it? That's going to be me in like five years, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Living, the living in a shack. Thing. <laughs> I bet if you look closely, he had a shoelace as a belt. <laughs> he probably <laughs> did. <laughs> yep. You're on your way. <laughs> so yeah, it's, it's an unpleasant movie all the way around. Right. Um, so number twelve, number twelve, I got Halloween Resurrection. This was the one that came after Halloween H two O. This one is terrible. Like uh, Jamie Lee Curtis didn't want to come. She was like Halloween H two O. That's the last one for me. And they're like, please, 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 please come back. And she's like, I really don't want to. <laughs> like we'll give you a bunch of money. All you got to do is like one, like one and a half scenes. He's like, fine, <laughs> kill her off right away. <laughs> and then the rest of the movie is about like uh, some reality TV producer wants to film a bunch of kids going through the Myers house and make a reality show out of it. And it's awful. Like Buster Rhymes is in this one, and he just starts <laughs> busting out kung fu on Michael oh. Myers. I thought you were gonna say he busts out rhymes. I was like, wow, <laughs> just like his namesake. Okay. This is where you get the famous line where he's like, you know, drop kicking Michael Myers, and he's just like, trick or treat, motherfucker. Terrible. <laughs> <laughs> there's all kind of stuff with like, oh, people who are watching it online are telling them where to go and stuff like that. It's, it's awful. <laughs> I hate this movie. All right. Pretty much unwatchable. All right, so number 11. Uh, number 11 I got, oh, Halloween Ends. The one I just saw last week. Oh, wow, <laughs> the brand new one. <laughs> yeah. Halloween Ends. What a terrible way to end a fucking trilogy. Or the, they've been claiming, you know, this is it. You know, this is yeah. the end of Michael Myers' story. I'm sure it won't be, but, you know, they'll reboot it in five to ten years. But, yeah, what a terrible way to end something. <laughs> <laughs> like it gets thirty nine percent Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, they uh, they just introduced this new character who has never been in any of these other movies, not even the last two, and they were all made by the same people. Um, and he's basically the main character, and it, he's this kid who was like babysitting for like a little boy, and the little boy locked him in a in a closet, and he was trying to you know kick the door down and shit, 
And the kid was on the other side of the door and he kicked it so hard that it knocked the kid over the banister and the kid fell, you know, all the way down and broke his neck and died. So, <laughs> so he accidentally stupid. killed the kid he was babysitting. And now the town hates him. So the whole movie is basically about him. And he is, you know, somehow starts dating Laurie Strode's granddaughter. And boy, did this love story not make any fucking sense. Like, <laughs> this guy is like a pizza-faced loser who, like, everybody hates. And the minute she lays eyes on him, she's just like, oh, my God, I need this guy's <laughs> fucking shit. <laughs> yeah. She's, like, just immediately in love. And all of his protestations of, like, oh, yeah, I'm going to kill people and shit. She's like, yeah, you're cool. <laughs> and none of it makes any fucking sense. Like, they try to be like, oh, well, you know, she's getting disillusioned with the town because, like, she, uh, you know, she didn't get a job promotion. This other girl who was sleeping with the doctor did. But, like, somehow this has been four years since the last movie. She was in high school back then, so she probably doesn't even have her nursing degree yet. So what did she expect to get a promotion Jenks. for? Jenks doing the math on the years of schooling <laughs> that you need. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, most so, of the about this, Michael Myers is a very small part of the movie who he just kind of meets up with at one point. And, like, they kind of team up for a second. And then all of a sudden at the end, Michael Myers shows up to try to kill Laurie Strode. <laughs> and that lasts for, like, five minutes. So it's a complete bait and switch. There's very little Michael Myers to be had in this. Um, and he's really not intimidating at all because they make him like a little bitch. Like he's been hiding in the sewers <laughs> and like this bitch. Corey kid like tackles him and punches him in the face at one point. It's like, well, what the fuck? This guy like somehow survived getting stabbed multiple times and kicked to shit by like a, the whole town last movie. But now this one kid who gets beaten up by high schoolers can somehow. Take <laughs> <it down>. <laughs> <laughs> <All right. laughs> Beat up by high schoolers. Yeah. All right. Uh, so, it's ridiculous. So, uh, spoiler alert, does Jamie Lee Curtis die at the end? Or? <laughs> no. it's <laughs> Of old age? <laughs> you would think so, but no. Somehow she survives. Uh, there's a weird scene. Like, she, like, takes him. She kind of pins him down with the refrigerator, uh, like, onto the table. <laughs> and uh, then takes a bunch of knives. And she, like, you know, stabs one knife into each hand and shit. Kind of pins him down. And at one point, he, like... He's, he pulls his hand out of the knife, essentially cutting his hand in two, and then yeah. somehow chokes her with that hand. <laughs> two halves of a hand. How are you going to choke anybody with that? <laughs> All right. Well, there you go. How many nights? He does end up killing him, and then they, like, put him on the top of a car, and there's, like, a big procession through town. Like, hey, everybody, we killed Michael Myers. And now we're going to this big meat grinder. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah, it's fucking stupid. <laughs> Someone oh, got paid God. money to write that. Yeah, that? like four people. <laughs> think. <laughs> I think there were four writers on this. One of them's Danny McBride. What? Yikes! Yeah, he was one of the writers on all these this last three movies, this whole trilogy. And they're not funny at all. Uh, usually they try, and it doesn't work. <laughs> the first one had a couple of jokes where it's like, okay. But then there was like a scene. Well, I guess we'll talk about it once we get to that movie. But, um, all right. So we're that was number eleven. Halloween ends. Very disappointing. Um, okay, number ten. I got Halloween the twenty two thousand seven version. This was the first Rob Zombie movie. <laughs> all right. <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's better than the second one for sure. It's it's. 
the second half of this movie is pretty much a remake of the original Halloween. The first half or so is it gives a lot more backstory for Michael Myers, which a lot of people don't like, including I would say myself, because it kind of takes away the, some of the mystery and stuff like that, and it tries to explain where he came from. And the original Michael Myers seemed like he lived in a normal house with a normal family, and that was what's so scary about it. Like he just kind of you know came out of nowhere, like nobody saw this coming. Whereas this one, it's just, you know, typical Rob Zombie characters where they're all rednecks and they all just fucking curse. <laughs> <laughs> everyone's abusive, the dad's an abusive asshole, the mom's a stripper, and it's like, yep, they're all drunks and shit. So, of course, he becomes a psychopath. And uh, so it's weird in that way. And then the rest of it just kind of, again, every it, Rob Zombie's typical writing where it's just kind of like, oh, even Laurie Strode's not that sympathetic because you're just kind of like, she's kind of like, kind of a bit of bitch in this one. So it's like, well, I don't know. It's not, not pleasant. But it does right. have a cast. Um, got Malcolm McDowell in this one. Brad hey. Dorif, the voice of Chucky, of course. Uh, <laughs> oh, of course. <laughs> <laughs> William Forsythe was in that biker movie we watched. Oh, yeah. Uh, Pig Iron or whatever his name was. Yeah. yeah. Danielle Harris, who played uh, Jamie Lloyd, uh, Laurie Strode's daughter in the other movies when she was a kid. Um, and here's where we get to the big ones for you, Mike, though. Both Sybil Danning and Mickey Dolans are in this movie. What? <laughs> yeah. A twofer. Sybil Danning and Mickey Dolans. And one of them. How, how, how'd Sybil look? Uh, not so good. I mean, she was pretty old by this point. <laughs> <Something> <laughs> it was not her, not her best, you know, right. work. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think, uh, Danny Trejo and Clint Howard are also in here for a little, little bit. <laughs> oh. Got that going for it, I guess. Uh, so number nine, I got Halloween Kills. This is the one that just came out last year. Uh, this one is, I guess, a little bit better than ends, but not by much. <laughs> is Jamie Lee Curtis in this one? You said no, or she was. Yeah, she, she is. Was. Um, basically, again, it's kind of like Halloween 2 where she's in the hospital, but even more so because she really doesn't leave the room. <laughs> she's just in a hospital bed the entire movie. Probably uh, ate too much of that yogurt. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, she, she's in there, but not doing anything of substance. And the whole movie is just kind of unfocused. It tries to do this whole, like, commentary on mob justice and, like, the whole town's getting riled up. And there's a whole, there's a scene where they go after some guy who's clearly not Michael Myers. And they're like, that's him. Get him. And it's like, well, that guy's A, not wearing a mask. He's only, like, four feet <laughs> tall, which clearly Michael Myers is taller than that. He's, he's talking, which Michael Myers never does. He's and talking. He's, I'm sure you've been watching the news all day. You've seen pictures of Michael Myers. <laughs> there he is. Get him. Right. <laughs> yeah, so it's it's really dumb. And uh then they just kill off Laurie Strode's daughter at the very end, like randomly. Like he's in this Michael Myers is in the street getting attacked by the crowd, and somehow he lives through it, and then just like for some reason the daughter is hanging out in the Myers house for no reason, and Michael Myers <laughs> comes up behind her, kills her, and that's the end of the movie. It's like, well, that was random. <laughs> uh, at least the garage door didn't fall on her. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's, it's about <laughs> as abrupt as that, though. It comes out of nowhere. Like, you could have done this well, but you didn't. <laughs> but Man, Judy Greer daughter in this one. So I like I Judy like, Greer. Yeah, I like Judy Greer. Yeah. Uh, let me just point out that Jake knows a lot about Halloween. Holy fuck. Tuffy, you hearing <laughs> all this? Yeah. 
kid knows everything there is to know. I don't, I don't know, know any of this. Yeah, yeah, it's all pops and buzzes to me. Yeah. I don't know what the fuck he's talking about. <laughs> but all right. I've Next. Seen too much. All right. So that was number nine. Uh, so number eight. Uh, I got Halloween, The Curse of Michael Myers. This was technically Halloween 6 <laughs> to keep the score. Um, the good thing is this one has Paul Rudd in it, so that's something. Oh. One of his first uh, appearances where he, they actually credited yeah. him as Paul Steven Rudd. He's not Judy Greer Paul. was in the last one, Paul Rudd in this one. It's like an Ant-Man convention. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so Paul Rudd plays Tommy Doyle, uh, the kid from the first movie that Laurie Strode was babysitting. Now he's all grown up and Obsessed with Michael Myers and stuff like that. Um, Jamie Lloyd was the daughter that she had that, you know, she died, Mallory Strode died in a car accident that she had that daughter who got adopted by another family. And this one, they age her up and kill her off right away. And also, there's a weird thing at the beginning where she's pregnant. She's like 15 and pregnant, gives birth to the baby. <laughs> and this cult is like take, trying to take the baby. And I guess, it's not explicitly stated in the in the regular version, but there's a producer's cut that spells it out that, yeah, that's Michael's baby. So she had a baby with her uncle. It's like, this wow. is fucking Game of Thrones shit right here. House of the Dragon. <laughs> Tuffy, does that make you want to watch it now? No. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's uncomfortable. I don't like that at all. And uh, the the end is a complete fucking mess. Like, because Donald Pleasance, they were going to re- do some reshoots. Hey, Donald movie. Pleasance? Yeah. Any old Portland Lumbo story. Better. Yeah. So uh, he, he played Dr. Loomis in, in those first movies. Um, but he died basically after shortly after filming this movie. And they were going to reshoot the ending, but they couldn't because he was dead. <laughs> so it just kind of cuts. You see him go into a room, and then they like cut away to a shot of the outside. You hear him screaming, and that's it. And you're just like, oh, okay. <laughs> he saw a spider. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and this one also, this one kind of builds off something they vaguely introduced in the fifth one, but made it way more explicit here. There's like this cult, the cult of Thorn, uh, that apparently is, they're, they're trying to say this is why Michael Myers kills people. It's because this cult of Thorn is controlling him, and they need him to be like a vessel for some, you know, demon to, uh, and his whole mission is to wipe out his family. <laughs> So that's why he was always after Jamie Lee Curtis and stuff like. They try to add all these backstory elements that don't really work, and this whole stupid cult is dumb. Um, and again, the, the end is a confusing mess. I hear it's better in the producers' cut slightly, but yeah, probably not by much. <laughs> how, many, how many times do movies release producers' cuts? Yeah, yeah you don't see that very often. Oh. No. <laughs> all right. No. So. Uh, number seven, I can't believe this is this high because I hate this movie, <laughs> but <laughs> Halloween, <laughs> Halloween 5, The Revenge of Michael Myers from 1989. Oh, um, yeah, this, uh, this is also bad. At least, I think the only reason this one survives above the others is because I used to see this one on AMC a lot back in the day, like in college and shit. So I just kind of got used to it. <laughs> Didn't realize it was so bad until I, you know, got more experience with movies. By, by the way, how how does Michael Myers usually kill people? He's just stabby? Is that what it is? Uh, yeah, there's a lot of stabbing, but in some of them, he definitely gets a lot more creative. <laughs> That's for sure. Uh, you know, there'll be pitchforks or all kind of shit involved. Whatever's around. Um, all right. So, yeah, the Curse of Michael Myers is, or no, the Revenge of Michael Myers. That's what we're on. 
this one's pretty bad. There's a scene where he like he's going after his niece and like he takes his mask off and like sheds a tear. But you don't want that <laughs> in your horror slasher villain. It's a tear. He's a sad Michael Myers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You don't want him to be like feeling remorse in the middle. It's like, oh, maybe I shouldn't do this. Maybe, maybe he's just feeling sad there's not enough killing. You know, he needs to do more killing. He's yeah. Sad. There's some goofy shit where like he's like after the last movie, they thought he blew up, but he just like apparently rolled backwards into the river <laughs> and just like him like trying yeah. to stay afloat in the river. It's so goofy looking. Uh, but yeah, basically again, they kind of do like what they do in a lot of these movies to kill off the previous movie's heroine, uh, very early on. So they kill off Jamie Lloyd's like adopted sister and it's just about her ditzy friend the rest of the movie. <laughs> it's like, oh, that's fucking stupid. Ditzy friend. <laughs> So yeah, it's not very good. It's just kind of boring. Is this one's biggest problem? I'll, I'll be honest. None of these sound very good. Yeah, yeah. they all sound kind of boring. I'm gonna say like I realized only the only my top six I think are any good, and really only the first three would I say like oh yeah definitely watch those. All right, well we're in the top six now, right? Number six. Yep. Yeah, we're getting there now. To number six is Halloween H2O. Water. Yeah, yeah Halloween water. <laughs> Um, this one's not amazing by any means, um, but it's okay. The story was written by Kevin Williamson, who did the Scream movies, so this was their attempt to kind of, you know, bring in that energy to this to this franchise. Once Scream hit, obviously they were like, oh, this kind of reinvigorates this whole, you know, slasher genre. So let's get this guy. But he didn't write the script, so it didn't have quite that same level of like dialogue and stuff like that. It, but it's it's okay. <laughs> um. It's basically Jamie Lee Curtis, she, like we talked about, she faked her death, went into hiding, moved to, like, I think California, and she's, like, headmistress at this uh, prestigious boarding school uh, where her son goes. And her son is 17 now, and he's supposed to be going on this trip, but he doesn't go and stays with his, you know, friend and his girlfriend. And they're, like, having a little party at the school, and little do they know Michael Myers is on the prowl. Yeah, so. for that Michael Myers. Yeah, <laughs> it ends with her basically like, you know, she thinks she kills him, but then they load him in the ambulance and uh, she basically hijacks the ambulance and then, you know, oh. takes his body and uh, she, you know, takes him out of the ambulance and gets a big old like fire axe and uh, just chops his head off. And you're like, all right, she did it. She finally killed him. But in that next one, Halloween H2O, they reveal that, no, that was not him. At some point, he put the mask <laughs> on, like, one of the EMTs. <laughs> so she actually chopped off the head of an innocent man. <laughs> like, what the fuck? <laughs> uh, yeah. and he, oh, and he, he crushed his, like, voice box so he couldn't, you know, say, hey, I'm an EMT. <laughs> <laughs> don't kill me. <laughs> hey, I'm an EMT. Don't kill me. All right. There you go. Uh, yeah, it's not great, but it's, you know, it's okay. You could do worse. All right, we're getting uh, there. Yep. Number five. Number five is Halloween, the 2018 version, the first uh, of this new trilogy. <laughs> so the third movie named Halloween is number <laughs> five yeah. on the list. Though. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this one was okay. Uh, the story kind of picks up. It, it's just, you know, like, again, it's only pick, it's only going off of the first movie, so they're not brother and sister. Uh, but for some reason, even though this only happened once to her in this in this timeline, she has spent the last 40 years of her life preparing for Michael Myers to come back. 
<laughs> she's like, oh, he's going to get out one day again, and I got to be ready. Um, and so she just trains with guns, like, all the time. She's got, like, her, her house is set up like a fortress. She's got this, you know, snap, like, trip, tricked out basement that has only one way in, and then all these bars come up so no one can get out and stuff like that, or no one oh. can, get, can get in. But uh, when Michael Myers does show up, she basically acts like an idiot the whole time. <laughs> and all of that training goes out the window and doesn't prove to be helpful. Uh, it's like she's got this basement. She's got like, her and her daughter down in the basement. You know, only one way in. But she decides, oh, maybe I should go check for Michael Myers room to room in the dark. That'll be a good idea. Where you can easily grab me. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> But this one does have good score. It was written by uh, John Carpenter again. It's mostly this, you know, the original score, but kind of updated a little bit in certain parts. And there's some good new tracks. Um, some of the kills are, are fun. Uh, a lot of the new characters kind of fall flat. But again, Judy Greer's in there, so that's kind of good. There are some good humor moments in this where it worked. But then there was parts where, like, one of uh, one of the granddaughter's friends is babysitting this little kid, and. Um, Michael Myers shows up and like they play off that these two have a good, you know, the babysitter and the kid have a good, you know, rapport and there's some joking between them early on. But then like Michael Myers shows up and is chasing them and he's still like cracking jokes. It's like no fucking kid is going to be cracking jokes at this time when his life is in imminent danger. Maybe he's really funny. <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> yeah, some of that didn't work, but some of it's all right. Some of it's pretty good. It's it, it's kind of a reboot of the first one, uh, but there's some cool stuff. Like there's a uh, one of the first times he starts killing in this movie after he gets out. It's a cool like uh, single take where he kind of goes from house to house. You get to see him like go to like I think three different houses, and you kind of see him just walking through and slowly sneaking up on people and killing them and then moving on. <laughs> so it's it's pretty cool. Yeah. Like True Detective, one take, that kind of situation? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Not nearly that long, but, you know, it's still, still fun. Is Beth there? <laughs> <laughs> well, Beth was the – what was the Dario's name? It wasn't Beth. You like the other girl, Beth? Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. The Dario. Yeah. Beth, wants, uh, Beth wants it in her pail. Yeah, she does, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think that was – was that Lily Simmons? Was that her name? I think something like that. I don't know. Anyway. Um, all right, uh, four. We have four. Yeah, four is number four. Halloween four. Oh, look at that. <laughs> the Return of Michael Myers from 1988. Um, took him a long time. I, Halloween three was like 1982, so this was a good six years later. It took him to finally get around to making another one because I guess the reaction was so bad when three came out. Um, this is where you kind of pick up with Jamie Lloyd, you know, Laurie Strode's daughter. Uh, who's been adopted, and it's kind of, it's a lot like the first Halloween, but not nearly as successful, and then there's a whole thing at the end where the whole town kind of tries to rally around and, and track down and form a posse to go get Michael Myers, so they're all shooting at him and stuff. It's fine. It's it's not going to change the world or anything like that, but it's a serviceable enough sequel. It's at least somewhat fun. Number three? Number three also is number three. <laughs> I don't know if I like this. All right, but guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it seems I like, like a loophole in the top 11 format. 
just naming numbers after them. All right, but anyway, go ahead. No, this is legit because I really like Halloween three. This is my number three. Oh, so, that's right. This is the one that most yeah. people hate, and you really yeah. like. I love this. Um, again, I get why people didn't like it at first. When I first saw it, I was like, what the fuck? Why isn't Michael Myers in this? Of course you're going to think that because that's what the series is known for. But once you actually just watch it on its own, like, it's great. That song is great. The Silver Shamrock song. <laughs> like, it's got one of the darkest endings you'll ever see. I mean, it's kind of open to interpretation, but it sure seems like, yeah, like, it seems like, yeah, they probably did kill most of the kids in the world. <laughs> <laughs> so that's why you like it all the kids are dead in the world. <laughs> I mean it's crazy and there's like this movie goes off the rails like this guy not only has this toy company that makes these masks he also made like realistic looking human robots that like wow killing people and stuff there's just Sex so robots. much going on that it's fucking nuts uh, this, hey Tuffy this jank he could watch kids uh, skulls implode and have snakes come out of them all day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a good movie. I mean, it's slow in parts, but yeah, it's great. The uh, the doctor guy, he he's kind of hooks up with this <laughs> this daughter, the daughter of this guy who comes to see him. It's great. He's like, "Where would you like to sleep, doctor?" Or whatever his name is. And he's yeah. like, "Oh, you know where that? You know where this is going." Uh, so it is just the one story. It's not an anthology. It, it's just the one story. Yeah, just one story. All right. They were hoping to make it like an anthology series where, you know, the next movie would be about something completely different. And it would be like per movie, not, you know, like the anthology movie we watched last week or anything like that. What uh, I want to look at. What do you think the Rotten Tomatoes score is for Halloween three? If you had to guess. I'm going to say probably not high. <laughs> Let's say thirty eight. Yeah, I'm, I'm uh, reaching for my Google machine. Hold on. Because I, I always hear it's terrible, you know? And, uh, it's, I mean, it's so bad, it's good, I would say. It, it's fun. Uh, 47 on the oh. Rotten Tomatoes. 47. Okay. People are coming around. <laughs> coming uh, around. <laughs> All right, so, uh, well, I'm guessing, spoiler alert, the first Halloween <laughs> is probably number one, right? Yeah. <laughs> so again, no, you know, one, one, three, three, <laughs> yep. four, four. Uh, so what's number two? I lost track. <laughs> number two would be Halloween two. No, number two <laughs> <laughs> from 1981, the uh, the sequel to the original. It's been investigation. I, I think Jank uh, is uh, bastardizing the top eleven format here. I don't know if I like this, but all right, good. No, this so. is legit. This is entirely legit. <laughs> um, because. <laughs> It's very good. Of all these sequels that are actual sequels or involve Michael Myers, this is the best one. Um, and you said Jamie Lee Curtis is in a hospital most of the time, recovering from uh, being stabbed and whatnot? Or yeah. Something? There's a lot of Dr. Loomis is running around town and, uh, like, shit gets out of hand real quick. Like, one of the cops just runs over a kid who's dressed like Michael Myers. I was like, <laughs> does, does Dexter Loomis show up at all? <laughs> Dexter Loomis is the man. I love Dexter Loomis. Tuffy, how good is Dexter Loomis, by the way? That guy's great. You know? Yeah. Uh, Jack, you have no idea who Dexter Loomis is, do you? Oh, did we lose Jank? Hello? Oh, yeah. Jank, you back? Yep. I didn't go anywhere. Yeah, okay. Do you know who Dexter Loomis is? No. Uh, he's on WWE. He's the. He looks like a serial killer. He, he has this. He just stares. He never blinks. And he's got a little mustache. And uh, yeah, he wears black gloves. Never seen him. Uh, but he's great. Yeah. All right. 
You're not impressed. That's okay. But Tuffy and <laughs> I. Yeah. Yeah, one is. <laughs> uh, but this one kind of this one cranks up the kills from the first one a lot. Like there's a like there's like a jacuzzi, like a really hot you know therapy yeah, bath. It's or just, it's just too hot. It's just yeah. too hot. <laughs> it cranks up the temperature on this one lady and like dunks her in and like boils her. Uh, there's like this really horny uh, like EMT guy who's always trying to bang one of the nurses. So it's it's fun. Um, and it ends in a way where they clearly thought they were trying to finish the series because, like, Jamie Lee Curtis shoots Michael Myers in both eyes and, like, he's then blinded. <laughs> and then, like, Dr. Loomis, like, turns on the gas and, like, shoots the gas. So there's a big explosion that seemingly kills Dr. Loomis and Michael Myers. But yet somehow in the next movie they're both back. <laughs> well, what, what does she shoot? She shoots him in both eyes with a gun? Yeah, with a gun. She's a crash shot, apparently. I think that would do more than just blind you. I think pretty sure that would kill you. But all right. Yeah. I think so. it's Michael Myers. He's tough. Apparently. All right. So Halloween number one, uh, the very first Halloween. What year did that come out? Like 79 or something? Is that right? 78. 78. Halloween. Yeah. And, this uh, yeah. Is just, it's so rewatchable. Like, I've seen this one in the theater a couple of times. I, seem, I feel like every theater shows this uh, at least a couple of times every Halloween. And I've gone a couple of times in the recent years, and I I still love the shit out of it. Like it's just so <laughs> really watch shit out of it. <laughs> like it's uh, very easy to watch. It's short. It doesn't like like you know stay too long. It just it's just fun. <laughs> it's a good movie. And uh, it's from what I hear, I've never seen it, but I, I hear it's a legit good movie. That's what I always hear. Yeah. It's, like a legit it's, good. it's not super over the top. There's very there's no gore really. The kills are all pretty tame, and there's not even that many of them. It's just more about the suspense and, you know, what's going to happen here. And it's 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 pretty damn solid. Like, the characters are well-written for, you know, what this is. <laughs> like, you don't expect, like, an Oscar-worthy movie, but it's 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 good. Yeah. I get, I get it's 96% on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. The first I mean... In terms of like all of the major horror franchises, this may be the best movie. <laughs> yeah, that's what I've heard. Like it's actually yeah. a legit good movie. Uh, so Tuffy, now that we've gone through that whole list of Halloween movies, how many will you watch? None. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I would recommend the first three. Those really are the ones where I'm like, yep, give those a shot. Yeah, I, I can't. I don't know if I'd ever watch any. If I watched any of them, it'd be the first one. But uh, yeah. I, don't know. I, don't know. Yeah. I was. Ne- I never watched any horror movies until we started doing the stupid movies on this show. Yeah, <laughs> you're getting the worst examples. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you, Jank, for putting together that quite extensive uh, discussion of Halloween. I, I know a lot about Halloween now. Yeah. I don't know what you'll do with it ever, but <laughs> nothing. Now you know. I know a lot about it though. <laughs> um, hey, Tuffy, uh, you mentioned the uh, ongoing monkeys Beatles uh, debate. Let me just uh, say this. Yeah. All right, so Jake, this week I uh, was working, you know, and I like to put on the musics when I'm working. And I, uh, I said, you know what, I want to do? I want to give the Beatles one more chance. I want to try them Beatles. I hear good things about them Beatles. <laughs> so I, I put on Sergeant Peppers. Or okay. Whatever yeah. That thing is. That stinks. That album is awful. Like, I don't understand why anyone listens. <laughs> Who hears that and says, oh, yeah, this is good. This is great. It's like uh, just um, how should I describe it? Um, self-indulgent meandering bullshit, I think is how <laughs> I would describe it. 
Sounds about right. Uh, like Tuffy, you like Sergeant Pep? Like you can listen to that album, and think, oh yeah, this is great. These songs about uh, weird British people, like some little stories about some odd British people that live alone yeah. or something. You're like, oh yeah, this is great. This is an awesome. Yeah, movie. I want to go ride in the yellow Toast submarine, like Bill. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, sure, that's a little catchy little ditty. But like the other songs on that album are like brutal. I don't know, I couldn't stand any of them. When I'm 64. Yeah, that's terrible. Uh, what else was on that one? <laughs> <laughs> all right, all uh, right. So, uh, so Sergeant Pepper's. I was yeah, like, no, I, the checklist doesn't look too appealing. Yeah, there's nothing there. Like it was a barren wasteland of uh, bullshit. Uh, uh, Lucy <laughs> in the Sky with Diamonds is a good song. <laughs> yeah, again, uh, it's like the more famous song off there. Yeah, all right, but uh, there's a dead zone of like a day in the life is a good song. A Day in the Life is a good song. I didn't even hear that on there because I, I gave up. But, um, <laughs> yeah, so I uh, gave up in the Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club band, like, uh, reprise before it. I, I don't know how long I made it. I, I tapped out after like the third song about some lonely British person. I'm like, I don't know. About so, uh, <laughs> what's the one? There's so much more. Yeah, they're, 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 they're peppy. They're peppy. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. The songs, songs about, about buying, buying them dog the and shit. Yeah, I want to buy me a dog. <laughs> I want to buy me a dog. Right. But then, uh, so I'm like, all right, well, I'll give the Beatles. Uh, maybe this is just not my thing, this Sergeant Peppers. I'll try Revolver because, uh, yeah, I heard yeah. Brandon loves Revolver. He always talks about Revolver. At least I think yeah. he did back in the day. So I'm like, all right, I'll listen to more it. songs about weird British people. Yeah, more <laughs> self-indulgent, meandering bullshit. <laughs> what the fuck? Is and George Harrison complaining about paying taxes. Yes, the tax man. <laughs> Listen, the monkey salesman is way better than the Beatles' tax man. I'm just kidding. Uh, Michael Nesmith singing about the salesman is way better. Yeah, I I don't know, man. Not a fan. Not a fan. I I get it. Now our our buddy uh, the whale, our buddy the whale tweeted me. He said to listen to Rubber Soul. Yeah. Is that is that good? Like, what's on Rubber Soul? Yeah. Uh, I don't remember off the top of my head. Let's look it up. Where we car. Google things. The part of the show where we Google things. Norwegian Wood. Oh, I love Norwegian, Norwegian Wood. Wood. That's a really good yeah. song. Yeah, I like that song. Yeah. Um, Michelle. In my life. Yeah, that's a that's a good song. I guess that's all right. Yeah. No, I actually do like that song quite a uh, bit. Yeah. I mean, the point is, if you put their catalogs up next to each other, the Beatles are outpacing the monkeys by <laughs> mile, Mike Dell. I don't. People, uh, people don't appreciate the monkeys. The monkeys have so many good songs; it's unbelievable, jank, right? It goes way deeper than people think. They think, oh, only what five songs? No, there's like fifty. There's like fifty really good. Songs. <laughs> there, no, there are definitely not fifty. <laughs> there are a lot of good songs. Our buddy Fourth and Twenty Six songs. Our buddy, our buddy Fourth and Twenty Six on the Twitter, he uh, he met, he loves the monkeys too, and he yeah. he, tweeted, he tweeted me out some list. He he said something I can't remember the exact details, but when he's in college, he wrote like a thesis on like the monkeys somehow. I forget how it did, <laughs> but he said <laughs> that uh, he gave me like some of his eleven favorite songs. He rattled off twenty two without even thinking, and he said uh, there's still a bunch more. So right, right there. <laughs> You know, he did his top 11s. He did, like, two yeah. two rounds of top 11s. And he goes, there's still more. And he didn't even mention some of the, like, I mentioned songs that I love he didn't even know about. Like, he didn't even, he never even heard of them. 
So, like, they have a ton of songs. I don't think people understand how many songs they have. I think <laughs> I have crazy. an idea. Yeah. <laughs> I'm 100% Team Monkey, and it's not even close. Uh, <laughs> I agree. I'm, I'm yeah. on that team, too. I will co-captain. <laughs> nice. Yeah, that's why I'm, I'm going to give you... I'm going to give Jank a necklace now with a heart divided. And <laughs> he's going to get the other half of it now because he knows. Yeah. Uh, well, Kevin Jank can be your new Mickey Dolan too. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> hey, well, well, Mickey Dolan's is still living. We still have Mickey Dolan's, but he can be like <laughs> the one we have left. You'll be the new Peter Tork. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I got to work my way out. <laughs> but I guess the Beatles and the Monkeys—they were like buddies. They uh, got along, you know? They yeah, because the Beatles are great people. They were willing to take the monkeys and say, well, you guys are not as good as us, but we'll still hang out. It's fine. They even let the monkeys use, like, uh, what do they, the Beatles have some song called Good Morning, Good Morning, or something like that? Are you familiar with this? Sure. Yeah, they wrote so many good songs, they could just toss them off to the monkeys and say, here, you can have a few. But they let the monkeys, they let them play it on uh, one of the episodes of their TV show. It just They said, hey, you can play this song there, and they played it uh, at the beginning of one of their shows. How about that? I mean, didn't the Beatles steal a lot of their early songs? So who, they can't really <laughs> play our songs. Well, the, the Beatles, the Tavistock Institute, it's social engineering, and they engineered them to take down the mm-hmm. – yeah, but anyway, we'll get into that another day. But uh, uh, yeah. what was I going to say about the uh, the monkeys, though? Um, it, well, of course, uh, Randy Scoose Git is a yeah. great song. And uh, – Mickey Dolenz makes reference to the monkeys in that song, or the Beatles in that song. He was at a party with the Beatles. They had the four kings of EMI, he calls them, you know? <laughs> and he said, yeah, yeah, they're chums, the Beatles and the monkeys. Because the, the Beatles, John Lennon said, maybe someday, I, maybe someday I'll be as good as Michael Nesmith. That's what John <laughs> Lennon was thinking. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so, that's what he was hoping. And then when he realized yeah. he couldn't, he hired yeah. a guy to shoot. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> that's a dark turn. That's a dark turn. <laughs> But like uh, the Beatles and the Monkeys, like uh, Davy Jones would be your Paul McCartney, right? Like that's kind of like the same thing. <laughs> Ned Smith is yeah, one of them is uh, an all-time great musician, and one of them is Davy Jones. <laughs> Ned, yeah, not everyone can be as good as Davy Jones. Saint. Uh <laughs> Then Ned Smith and Lennon, um, Torque and George Harrison and Dolans and Ringo, right? Was that how you pat? That's how they match up, right? Like if there's a fight. That's how they all match up. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. (laughs) I just, I'll put the monkeys in. Like, tonight I'll probably put the monkeys on again. Just put them on and let it roll. Just let it roll. Yeah. (laughs) You know what I'm putting on? Sergeant Pepper. Good Lord. (laughs) Anyway. Hey, uh, before we get out of here, uh, some wrestling uh, news. I wanted to tell Jake that Liv Morgan is turning into a crazy bad girl who likes pain. Oh. You were? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she, she seems to be getting uh, sexual pleasure from pain is what it seems like to me. Wow. All right. I got it. I got it. Like I saw a clip on Twitter. She she get it, gave uh, Sonya Deville a superplex onto a bunch of steel chairs. And she basically, yeah, she basically just really had the time of her life doing it. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's an interesting way to go. I like it. But I like that they're doing something new with her character because a lot of times uh, what Vince would do is he'd give Kofi that championship run and then he'd take the belt off him and you never hear from Kofi again. 
where at least, uh, you know, they take the belt off Liv, but that's just a step in her character progression. Now she's evolving, you know, so that's nice. Yeah. Is that why she was smiling at the end of that? Match? Yeah, when when Rousey choked her out and she was smiling. Yeah. So I think they're, they're hitting it, that kind of stuff. Um, uh, Tuffy, any other big wrestling news going on? I don't. I guess Bray Wyatt was on SmackDown again tonight, but I don't know what happened there. Yeah, I haven't watched anything yet. But um, Oscar and uh, Alexa haven't been on TV for two weeks now. What are we doing? I know they mentioned him last week. There's only like one women's segment on Raw now, like the last two weeks. I don't know what the fuck's going on. But I'm not a fan of that. You know, I yeah. tune in to see oh. the ladies. Yeah, so, uh, <laughs> um, I don't need to see dudes in their underpants. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but hopefully, Oscar will be back soon. Um, I don't know anything else to discuss, Tuffy. Are we done? Yeah, I got to get up at like five a.m. tomorrow. So, <laughs> what are you doing tomorrow, Tuffy? I got to work. Ooh, on a Saturday. Yeah, but you're at your parents' house. Yeah, I got to work up here remotely. That's what they call it. <laughs> I don't know. I thought that was a pretty funny joke. All right. So Tuffy's working remotely. Um, uh, Jank, uh, thanks for doing the Halloween list. And I'll be in touch about Flea Market Fantasy. But uh, Squadron Supreme number one, you can start on that one. You know, if you do you need a link to that or you can find it? Are you good at that? Yeah, I can find it. All right. So we were doing the old one, not like the uh, more current ones. Yeah, the no. Mark... The Mark Grunwald one, whatever that yeah. was. Your favorite and, writer. Uh, yeah, I know. I, that's why I was hesitant <laughs> to pick this, but I've never read it, so what the fuck. Um, also, uh, the Flea Market Fantasy up there right now, I think our buddy uh, Bob Myers, right, in um, Chamber of Darkness, I think is up there. Right? Chamber of Shadows. Is that what it's called? Chamber of Darkness? Chamber of Shadows? Something like that. Chamber of Darkness. We'll go with that. That's final answer. Michael's final appearance. <laughs> no, no, no. Michael's final appearance. appearance. Yeah, yeah, it'll be next week. He'll post that one. And uh, that is, we just did it yesterday. What the fuck was it? Why can I not remember what we just talked about yesterday? <laughs> <laughs> Must have been Shocktober related. It was Shocktober related. Oh, it was another anthology. It was... Uh, Oh, the uh, weird world, weird war tales, weird war tales off the tongue. Yeah, from 1980, and it stars the creature commandos. Basically, the the U.S. Army got together and they made a uh, a unit of uh, fighting men out of a Dracula, wolf, a Wolfman, and a Frankenstein. Oh, <laughs> the <cool>. creature, <laughs> the creature commandos. All right. <laughs> Well, thanks to Tuffy. Thanks to Jank. Next week, Miles Watson and a whole bunch of horror movie talk. It's our big Halloween spooktacular. We'll, uh, yeah, we'll do something. And uh, until next time, pass the Monchichi, Governor Gabby.
Thank you very much.